Public Radio's LossyTAVShow.com's game. You're listening to The Starting Block. Hey, welcome to The Starting Block for another week. I've got myself, Grant, on. I'm joined by a man who's trying to work out where the fuck this buzzing's coming from. My co-captain, Damo. How are we, sir? Very good, Greeno. Good evening to you, boys, girls, listeners, ship, blockheads, millions around the world. It's gone. I've taken care of it on my end. So, Have you? Um, Excellent, because now it's coming through my cans, and I'm just uh, hoping it's not going out to the audience. It's definitely not going out to the audience. So the, the buzzing that you're getting now is on your end. My end, be, is it? Yeah. It ah, should, should I restart my computer? No, not now. No, <laughs> I'm trying restarting it. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been going. Yeah. So I've just got to deal with this fucking buzzing for an hour and a half. Probably, yeah. Or we could cut the show short, you know, if that suits. <laughs> hour 20. Uh, hour 20. Yeah. What about 20 yeah. minutes? We'll just be in and out. You know, the most popular shows, Greeno, are the ones... Um, you know, they only go for like 10 minutes on YouTube and what have you. So Yeah, because everyone's got a short attention span, but we don't want that audience. No, we we want the ones, what do we, we work it out? It's the uh, the stoners, the alcoholics, the unemployable, and the insomniacs. That's right. Yes. That's that's the target Correct. target demographic. Yep. Uh, those people, they need they need content. They need long. Imagine only giving 10 minutes to a stoner, insomniac, or unemployable. Mm. What else are they going to do with the rest of the day? <laughs> I don't know. Mate. You know, so, you know, I feel it's our duty that <laughs> we have to make sure that the show goes at least hour 30. Yes, um, exactly. Yeah. Common courtesy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. The buzzing, buzzing a little bit lighter. Is it I really? Like it. Okay. I don't yeah, know what I'm, just, I'm just fiddling with some things here that should get rid of that as well. Uh, I think last time off memory, we, we unplugged the soundboard and plugged it back in. No, it's not that this time. Definitely not the soundboard. There we go. Uh, Damo, uh, while we're, we're trying to work out where that buzzing's coming from, hmm. um, I like started, I want to start the show with a bit of math if I can. Okay, please. Now I don't watch regular TV because I no longer have an antenna. Okay. Um, so any kind of television Hang on, before we get too far into this, isn't you talking about maths? basically like a mechanic talking about fixing cars when he gets home like because you do maths all day for work so <laughs> yeah i would i would think the last thing that you'd want to do like if i was a forensic accountant for example mm-hmm. and i came home and the lady book said something like oh you know how much money do you have for this bill blah 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 i'd say look i've yeah. been counting fucking numbers all day i don't know 200 spreadsheet free zone post 5 p.m yeah i'm not calculating anything so dinner i'm just mm. guessing i'm just th- throwing amounts into the pot and see what happens i'm not measuring ingredients or anything it might be salty by the way yeah uh the soup tonight so be careful of that um but i'll you know i'll pour you a glass of pepsi and that can be a jug or a vase because i'm not measuring your intake we're not tonight. doing milliliters not yeah that's right just take a night off from maths Greta. yeah but you bring it to the show now well look in my defense mm. i did do the math pre like before uh before the show started did you really okay so this isn't like on the fly post 5 p.m math yeah this is i did the math uh when i was writing the show earlier in the week right and it was the inside business hours okay i got you all right so this is now just relaying math not doing math okay right yes (laughs) nice loophole by the way but go on side note you just you distracted me pretty early uh can i do a quick story time before i get back to the math i like stories about pinatas uh, found a new local kind of like wholesale meat place mm. uh, in in my area recently. Okay. Does that mean you have the... to buy the whole cow at once, though? 
Pretty much, pretty right. much. But no, they also they do cut it down, but everything's kind of in bulk. But okay. everything is ridiculously cheap, which you know that's up Greeno's alley. Yes, because I was speaking, I was speaking to my father-in-law, and uh, I was talking about something a couple of weeks back, and he pulled out this like massive chunk of like rump steak, and it was like twelve kilos worth. I'm like, what the fuck's that? Right. And he's like, oh, what do I do is I go to this wholesaler, like he, he's got butchery knives. Okay, so he cuts it up. He's like, I'm like, does that say seven dollars a kilo? He's like, yeah. I'm like, for rump steak. That's pretty like, good. Yeah, this whole this whole thing cost me like I don't know fifty bucks. I'm like, I said, oh, mate, I'm paying fifty bucks a kilo. Yeah. Like, this is insane. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that these kind of prices were available. Oh, they're available, um, but yeah, it's at that's the thing though. It's like you've got to buy a lot at once. You know, yeah, what which I mean? is fine. Yeah. If I'm if I'm saving a buck, yeah, I'll fucking yeah. buy forty kilos of mints. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you we'll know, it it's out. just the thing. Like, how many people shop for the next two three days? You know, so many people do. Um, you know, I'll grab a steak for dinner. Green shopping tomorrow. for the next two three years, mate. Yeah, <laughs> stocking it now. You got to get yourself a big chest freezer though. Already got it. Okay, but is it one of those double ones or just a single? Because you'll fill that up pretty quick with cheap meat. You don't know, mate. It's a it's a six six drawer standing freezer. Okay, like it. I can literally put nine donkeys in that fucker. Nine donkeys or eight eight elk with horns on. If I wanted, if I was a buck hunter, yes, not the video game kind. No, um, I reckon I could. I could wait. Is there are there really people who do that? Is there or? Uh, probably. There are people out it there who buck like hunt. sounds like something buck hunters would do. Oh, okay. I thought it was just a game, you know, like Mario, for example. There's no such I thing wish. as Italians, is there? Nah, no, no. No such thing as a plumber. No. Um, so, <laughs> head on down there. So, last week, just kind of like just feeling things out, mm, all right? So, yeah, touching like, I know what kind of meat I generally like, so I just stick with the basics, but then something kind of tickled my fancy. Because I love it. I've been watching the show on YouTube, Hot Wings. Oh, Hot Ones. Hot you ever one. seen that show? No, I haven't, no. So it's basically like celebrity interviews, but done while they're smashing down hot wings of varying spice levels. Okay. All right. So it starts at like your basic Scovilles and goes to like, it's going to burn your ring Scovilles. And is this the whole show? Is it just people eating? That's the point of the show. Hot but the chicken guy wings. who does. That's not going to last more than one season, I don't think. Uh, well, it's got like 12 billion views on YouTube and it's okay. on like season 14. Season 14. Oh, so it's not yeah. a TV. It's a YouTube show. It's not a TV. It's a YouTube show. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I thought it was on um, television and it's like, well, no. you know, are people really going to tune in to watch, you know, because I would think you'd have to mix the food up and stuff, you know. No, well, that's the point because you see celebrities mm. like just suffering eating hot wings, which is oh, the okay. abusing part. While the guy actually does a very good interview, not your generic kind of late night, hey, tell us about your latest movie. Right. Like he actually does deep dives into like stuff that like no one ever asked me about that. Well, it's, it's actually quite good. It's their favorite topic, the celebrities. It's themselves, isn't it? <laughs> themselves, exactly. Talk about you and your life. Well, yeah. if I have to, I guess. If I have to. Um, so that's kind of got me in the mood for kind of spicy food. Okay. So side note to the story time, mm. I need a batch of your chili, sir. You know, ah, you need to let yeah. me know it's when you're doing into, a batch. It's getting into good chili weather here, by it's the getting way. into chili weather. Yeah. When it's chilly, it's time for chili, basically. Yeah. All right. Um, so felt like, so I'm like, I gotta get myself some hot wings. And they had, when I went this, uh, wholesale meat place, Okay. they had buffalo wings, right? Buffalo wings. Okay. Now I was, I was serving buffalo wings for the kiddies. Mm. Now, not knowing that buffalo sauce, pretty fucking spicy. Yes. I, it, it looks like a barbecue sauce. So I've picked it up and I'm like, excellent. I can serve this to the youngins. We're all good. Dinner's covered for Saturday. 
Yes. So, whack em on, as generally happens as a parent, you serve the kids first, dad eats later, you know what I mean? Like, I'll serve them up and I'll, I'll get mine once they finish theirs. Mm. So I look over you the stand, little ones. You, you kind of stand over the sink and eat, maybe, while you're cooking <laughs> it. Like, when yeah. i got a moment. Because um, I know if, like, I do a spaghetti, for example, like, while I'm cooking it, I will grab, like, a piece of fresh bread out of the fridge and put some cheese on there, and I'll scoop, like, a couple of scoops of the spaghetti sauce. sauce onto the bread. Yeah, it could be done. And I'll do that when no one's looking, you know, mm. <laughs> and I'll just sneak a little snack while I'm making dinner, uh, you know, have a little sip of wine with that. And then you do that two or three times. It's like, no, you guys eat first. It's fine. Yeah, oh, I'm full. I've, I've got half, <laughs> yeah. a, half a loaf in my belly. Mummy, um, mummy how come daddy's getting so wide around the middle, but he never seems to eat never dinner eats. with us anyway? <laughs> I, I only sounds... ever see him drinking out of that big long bottle that he has yeah. all the time with the red stuff in it. What's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's daddy's juice. Daddy's, daddy's juice. juice. Yeah. Just great, it's great juice. Um, yeah, it's, it's a special kind of juice that means that you don't have to eat anymore. Like you can just exactly. drink that instead and then, yeah, snack while you're making the rest of the family dinner. Yeah. Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. Yeah, of course. So, so look on over to the kiddos mm. as they're tucking in to their drumsticks very excitingly. Okay. These buffalo, uh, these hot spicy buffalo wings, Greeno, that you've prepared. Thinking they're bar- like it's like a barbecue or a tomatoey type sauce. Next thing you know, my little four-year-old fucking running off. Like, ah! right. <laughs> the other one's like, like shooting her mouth, like freaking out. What's going on? Hot, 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 hot. So I'm like, what do you mean? Like fucking oh, temperature, a bit warm, did I? Did I not put them in the fridge long enough? I'm like, no, it's spicy. So I'm like, come on, they're just buffalo wings. Had a bite, fucking burn my ring off. <laughs> so for the little one, I was nice, just like, I was like, well, I can't. It's an introduction to the world of spicy food for him, though. I mean, exactly. You know. So for the little one, can't can't serve him that because that's just too spicy for his thing. But however, yeah. my daughter is mad keen in the spicy food, so okay. I was just so like, she, oh, do she, you want... after the initial shock, she's now coping with the heat. Yeah, no, yeah. she's fine. She's yeah. like, oh, this is like the fucking chili soft shell crab we get, and I'm like, yeah, it is. It's not okay. bad. Okay. Um, so she's digging in, but we're getting, we're getting the milk and stuff to keep everyone happy. Mm. So. Overall, enjoyed the flavor of the wings, but a bit of kick. So I'm like, well, I'm happy with this. I just need to get the sauce they use. Mm. And then I can make my own. So that way I can do a little bit for me, a little bit for my daughter. Yes. And then I can get some regular barbecue, mar- barbecue marinade, put that for some wings for my son. Yeah. Instead of buying a big, like, bulk pack of spicy wings. Right. So duck on down there today, and I'm like, hey, uh, pick up the the buffalo uh, buffalo wing sauce they've got in the front little display. Mm. And I'm like, oh, is this the sauce you guys use for your wings? And they're like, no, we don't use that sauce. Oh. I'm like, what do you mean? And I'm like, but you're selling it. And like, yeah, yeah, but that's not the one we use for the sauce. I'm like, well, where's the one you use for the sauce? Like, oh, we don't sell that. Mm. I'm like, but hang on, like, let's, fucking, let's back this up. The wings taste good. You've got a sauce that goes on the wings. You have the option to sell that particular sauce to a customer who's happy with the wings. And you're like, no, 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 we're... You can, you can get the shit one out the secret, front. Secret sauce, is it? Is it secret secret business? Is it the spicy sauce? It must be because I'm like, oh, can I buy the sauce you guys use? Like, ah, oh, we don't sell it. We don't sell but it. Why? Once again, we, we want you Because we want you to buy the sauce here with some chicken on it, basically. But, yeah, but it makes no sense because I'm still giving them money. I'm like, so it goes back to our argument from about six months ago where I was like, this day and age, it's become very difficult to give people my money. It's very it sounds true. very stupid. No, no, like, no, it's true. There must be so much money just floating around out there that people don't want it anymore. They don't want to take it. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I've got, I've got 20 bucks. 
I'll pay twenty bucks for this sauce. Reminds me of that. Reminds me of that Chaser skit twenty years ago, where he's he's just literally social experiment. He's standing out there and he's like, "I just see how hard it is to give people money." And he's Mm. standing there. He's like, he's just standing there on the street, going, "Free money, free money!" Like holding out a five or ten dollar note or whatever it was. I think they didn't they up it. Like so, it became a twenty. Yeah, no one's taking the fivers. He's like, "What about a pineapple?" He's waving fifty dollars, and he's just standing there on the street, going, "Free money." Free money and just like trying to give it to people, and people are going, No thanks, walking past. And occasionally you'll get the like proper Australian that just doesn't even ask questions and goes, Yeah, all right, thanks. Sweet. Well, See you. Like, you know, take it. Fucking oath. But yeah, free money is very difficult to give people money. Now, this isn't even free money. We're offering it's free money because I'm trying to I'm goods trying to or service here. in exchange. Yes. Yeah. They don't want like it. you. You have the sauce. It's there. It's yeah. somewhere because Just you're putting it, it on the wings. Chuck it in chuck it in a fucking bottle for me. I know you got All bottles back there or a container or something. Just chuck I it in create, there. I will create my own bottle. Just give me the bag of the sauce. Yeah. And like, oh, like no, literally it's, it's, a garbage. Put put the sauce in a shopping bag if you want. A and then the lady, bag. to add, yeah. to add intro, insult to injury, was like, well, it's a sauce and a rub. And I'm like... That's okay. great. Can well, I get buy, me the rub too. Those? Yeah. And they're like, no, no, we didn't sell those. Fucking, you're killing me here. That's ridiculous. Uh, like, there's this, uh, there's this barbecue joint uh, in, you know, around Western Sydney. I don't know if there's any down there. I think it's called Black Bear. I ate there once after getting on the piss at a pub around the corner in an industrial estate. You know, on Saturday there was nothing else open. The pub we went to didn't even have like counter meals or anything. The best you could get was like to put some coinage in a machine and like spit some peanuts in. Get yourself some salt and vinegar chips. Yeah. Or you get like the microwave pies and they would literally like go and get a frozen pie and put it in a microwave. Yeah, we can't we can't be doing that. No. So on a Saturday, there's nothing else open. It's an industrial estate. So everything it's all factories where we are, right? Mm. The only place that's open is about a ten minute walk up the road called Black Bear Barbecue. And it's like an American style fucking barbecue joint. You know what I mean? Good though? Uh yeah. Very good. So I bought mm. sauce from them because I ate the fucking ribs, right? Yeah. And the, they did that weird American thing where it's coleslaw and like potato chips, like crisps. With yeah, the, crisps. Yeah. With the meal and a pickle, Greener. Of course, you got to have the pickle. Oh, you got to have a pickle. Uh, yeah, uh, and occasionally a biscuit. Yeah, there was no biscuit in this one, but yeah, definitely a pickle. And a biscuit would have gone well with that though to dip up the sauce. I don't think I've ever actually had a biscuit before. I'd like I've to because it looks but very the, the, only, the only time I had a biscuit was when I went to America. Yeah, I think I'd like a biscuit. But I have looked into making them, but I don't think I ever got around to doing it. So maybe I would like a biscuit at some point, I think. I'll put that on the list. Um, you know, so it's very good. And then, you know, and then so after I ate the fucking ribs, you know what I did? I went in there and I said, hey, man, that sauce and the rub that you used on the ribs. And mm. he's like, yeah, yeah, we sell them. And he's like, I said, well, chuck me over a couple of jars. And I gave him another fucking 30 bucks. There's another 30 bucks. Yeah. Exactly. I said, thank you very much. And, um, you know, it didn't last long. I went through it pretty good. But, you know, that's that's how it goes. So these uh, people are like, no, 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 no. We couldn't possibly give out the sauce or the rub. And it's like, well... You know that as a as a food place, isn't that your like you you know you can't trademark a rub, can you? Like it's well, just I ingredients, right? I don't think it was right? a trademark. I think they didn't un- they didn't know what to do when someone wanted to buy something that wasn't on the shelf. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, just go, try, grab an ice cream container next layer, right? Going, yeah. yeah, like you've got some sauce out the back. Yeah. I know there's no barcode. <laughs> I know on you've it. got sauce. And, I know you hold out. I would like to give you some money yeah. in trans like, as a, as an exchange. So you just you take the it. source, yeah. you make up a price. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'll decide whether that price seems reasonable depending on the size of the source, mm. and then we exchange goods. That's yeah. generally how commerce works. Yeah. 
what seems to happen in this current day and age is I'd like to buy that. Well, we don't sell that. Mm. Okay. Or I, I, what, what price, if you were, in, hypothetically, if you were to sell that, what price? Well, we don't sell that. <laughs> and well, let's fucking back up again. You guys are in commerce. Mm. You, you spent money on a rub, so you've got something that's called an overhead. Mm. I'm willing to give you above said overhead. That is what we <laughs> refer to as profit. a net profit. <laughs> <laughs> getting the business course from the forensic account <laughs> while trying now, to buy I, rub. No, I, I could have told them that. Instead, I'm like, ah, right, you don't sell the sauce, no worries. And I walked out. <laughs> nice, Gary. So they didn't get my 20. I would have paid 20 bucks for the sauce, man. The sauce is pretty good. Yeah. Like, it, it, had the, it had that right amount of kick. Like, not fucking like, oh, stupid, this is uncomfortable. Once again, very much like your chili, like spicy, so spicy you feel it, but in a nice way, like it had a good heat. Yeah, um, a flavoursome heat. Not I think it's it can be very, yeah. I think it can be very hot as long as the heat is introduced seductively. You know, it's got it's got to be seductive and it's got to have flavour around it. Yeah. It can't just yeah. be heat because that's shit. Like you, the beauty of your chili is you've got nineteen different animals in it. That's right. So yes. like to go with the 19 different chilies. Yeah. So everything's burning, but I'm like, oh, is that alpaca? Mm. Like it's fucking, there's flavor country happening around it. They said donkey meat couldn't be done, Greeno, but we did. It, it. Can, it can be. Yeah. Um, side note, one of the most amazing things I've ever eaten was alpaca. Okay. Slow, slow cooked, like uh, alpaca hump. At a Chinese restaurant in Berry, isn't it, isn't it just places. all? Isn't it just like it's very marbly, fatty stuff? Isn't it? Oh, I don't know what it was, but it melted in my mouth, yeah, and it had I think because it's all fat, basically. Yeah, it was. Oh, I was like, I didn't know what it was. It was part of like a nine-course degustation menu. Jesus, and I'm like, hey man, when in Rome, or in this case, when in Berry. Mm. Um, Fucking yeah. let's let's try everything. And I just yeah, ate look, something. You say that you look lots. you say that when it comes out in some kind of steak form. If they brought you some of the Asian shit, you know, where it's like alive oh, on the oh, plate no, in front of you, you know, you'd be like, Well, I'm not in fucking Rome, so take it back. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, this isn't Rome. This is not Rome. Am I speaking um, do you hear me speaking fucking Latin? Take it away. Take <laughs> <laughs> Rome, that. I'm not Caesar. I don't know who the fuck you me. are. I can't yeah. eat that. Yeah, nothing with eyes. That's my general rule. Yeah. I prefer my food killed when it arrives yeah. at the table. I don't want to have to be involved in the, in the no. act itself. It's masochistic. Well, it's barbaric, uh, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's savagery. <laughs> savagery, we can't have that. I want to outsource the savagery and just produce to me the delicious results of said barbarism. You know, exactly. I don't want to partake so in it myself. Slow roasted alpaca, mm. fucking amazing. Okay, okay. Now I'm eating fucking some snakes that I've got here on the deck because you're making me hungry. Forget to do dinner. Yeah. No, I did dinner tonight. I did, um, I don't know, pretty basic. It was, it was meat and three veg. It was like fried, yeah. uh, fried some like uh, chicken with some like very heavy kind of pepper and salt seasoning. And that's it, basically, with a little bit of butter yeah. in there. And um, some, you know, carrots, brock, uh, potato, and I don't know, Brussels sprout, and kind of cooked it all in the same pot until the potato was basically mashing, um, you know, just by spinning a fork around and then mm -hmm. throw a little sour cream in there. It just becomes like a creamy little kind of vegetable mass screener. Yeah. And then just put the chicken, make some gravy and chuck it on and then you're good to go. There you go. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. Melon head all over it? Uh, melon head into everything. And I'm glad nice, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's very rude to eat, but it's really making me fucking hungry over some. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so Melonhead's going well, uh, which brings us to a nice I little... I like stories about pinatas. Briefly touched on it in pre-show, Greeno. Uh, today mm-hmm. was the little baby boogie bumper babies. First experience at what we call daycare, Greeno. She went to daycare, daycare. today. That's right. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, sir, mm. you're very anti-daycare, right? Uh, I guess you could. I mean, as a, as a general principle, yes, I wish it wasn't something that existed. I do. Okay. Because, uh, you know, in a perfect world. So you world, can imagine my surprise when uh, pre-show, you mentioned that little book of Bubba Bubba Baby was uh, – Going to explore, if you will. Yeah. Just kind of see what's out there when well, it comes to the, the daycare ventures. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the, the ladybugs knows because, you know, I've been pretty adamant from the start. Well, I don't like it. But the argument is, well, it doesn't hurt. It's a little bit of socialization. You know, at mm-hmm. some point we're both going to be working. Um, you know, the grandparents are not a daycare, so we're going to have to kind of try and get used to the idea. And I'm like, yeah. okay, well, look, I, I am on record. I don't like it because I would just simply – it's not for her necessarily. It's for me because I don't want to just drop my baby off and then mm-hmm. and then go away, go go somewhere else. It's like, well, yeah. it doesn't feel right, Greener. So we thought, well, you know what? We'll yeah, give her a on, let's, fucking, let's, let's back up one second there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, I'm dropping the baby off and going somewhere else. Yeah. I think there's a big difference between dropping the baby off no. and hitting the cans. I'm not wrong. For the day no. and... Dropping the baby off and doing a full day worth of work, which no, is what you're doing. No, you're dropping the baby off and going somewhere else. That's what you're doing. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I am not wrong. That's literally what's happening. So you drop well, yeah, your baby you, off. You, you're wherever you go is wherever anyway. you go is is completely irrespective of the point. The point well, is, is you're dropping. Point, no, it's not. Because you've got, you know, well, work again, is a responsibility that can't be foregone. <laughs> whereas hitting the cans. Doesn't matter you know, what you're doing. Doesn't no. matter what you're doing. Ideally, you would want uh, the kid to be with the parents and or loved ones at all times. And I think depends how depends how good a parent you are. Well, when is well, <laughs> I, again? I said ideally. So I mean, <laughs> well, so what are we? So what do you want to do then? Like, should we have all parents front up to say like an intergovernmental panel or a board of some description and and see yeah. if they're deemed fit enough to mind their own children between business hours or not. And if they are, well, then guess what? You don't have to work work. and you can stay home and and raise the kid like, you know, you probably should. But Um, how are you getting paid, though? But I guess if you're an ex, no, no, no. So under your plan, your policy here, under your policy, we want actually those people out in the workforce. (laughs) We want them out on the roads, in the offices, taking calls, counting money, driving heavy machinery because they're unfit to be parents and unfit to, you know, feed and maybe yeah, change a nappy. Yeah, so we yeah. want them out there driving cranes and stuff. We want them doing that <laughs> instead. So it's a good fucking plan. No, so vote for Greeno if what you want other you know, you know nothing about daycare. Yeah. I know nothing about uh, yeah. the human condition. Fantastic. Between us, we fixed it. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it's a hell of a utopian society we're building here <laughs> on the block, isn't it? <laughs> Every, every child is in daycare because all the idiots that we think are too stupid to feed them are out there doing the work. I'm going to go work. Yeah. It's their punishment for their idiocy. For having a child in the first place. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, if you, if you tried a little bit harder, you wouldn't have to go to work. Yeah. We should take them off them, the really. Kiddos. We should just take yeah. the child off them immediately, Greeno, shouldn't we? Say, get back in your fucking crane, would you? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. We've got some, we're, we're paying someone to do this shit for you, so it's fine. Okay. Okay. We're all over it. We're all over it. All right, it. so how did, how did the daycare venture go? Well, I mean, you know, so I can see the positive side of it. Don't get me wrong. And then... <laughs> and whoa, whoa, whoa. After, after that, yeah, I can see well, the positive. 
Well, and I was about to say, I can see the positives of it, by the way. Not that it's a good, not that I think instantly it's a good thing, but there, that doesn't mean that there is necessarily only bad things associated to it. Like, surely we're not that shallow. So I can see there are positives. Um, but ultimately, like, ideally, I think it would be, you know, ideal if we didn't have to utilize this service. But mm-hmm. hey, we're in the same boat as many others. So it's like, well, we're kind of stuck here because. We do both have to work. So yeah. uh, that's the way it's going to have to be. So I thought, well, here's an idea. You know, I'm off work currently today and the Lady Boogs is yet to return to work. So why don't we, you know, she had planned to take her in on a Friday. I'm like, so look, there's the new uh, Guardians movies out, Greeno. Why don't we drop her off and then we'll go see a movie? We'll be like, oh, okay, we've got no nice, kids today Gary. kind of situation. First time in nine months, you know what I mean? Yeah. What a great fucking idea. So we walk in there and I've got the little baby booger bumper baby and we're walking yeah. in there and now the first thing, Greeno, they give you a security pass for this place, okay? <laughs> now, it's not... As though, uh, you know, it's not a bank, okay? It's not any kind of, you know, thing like that going on. There is no armed security, though, at the place. So whilst I appreciate you need a security card to access it, I would prefer, actually, if there was a man with a gun sitting out the front, like in a little tower, maybe, Greener, with a big spotlight. Because you can't be too careful these days, you know what I mean? Safety first. Safety first. And it's like, well, what am I paying for, really? Unless yeah. there's armed guards and maybe, you know, an attack dog or two patrolling mm. the area. One that's good with children, obviously. I mean, let's yeah. not be silly here. We need a, a good attack dog, not one of the ones that you see in the movies. You know, we yeah. want one that wants its belly rubbed, but then at the same time will attack only the intruder, Greener. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, obviously straight away that's a black mark against the place. No oh, no armed guards, cool. no attack dogs. I don't think you're No kind of AI thing. lasers, perhaps. Yeah, that would be something, wouldn't it? I mean really similar like a bank vault. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. With the children unless, locked inside. Unless we've done yeah. the, the retina test. Yeah. <laughs> like we can't disengage the lasers. Exactly. Yeah. Uh you're about to lose limbs yeah. wandering on in. Just a leg at first though, so you do have a chance because you still might need to reach into your pocket. To get your, yeah, you to get your security safe. card out. Yeah. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> yeah, okay. So we're going there, we got the security guard. Now I'm giving the little baby booger bumper baby a thousand kisses on the head while I'm walking her in there. She's hugging me yeah. like a koala, right? And I'm walking yeah. in there, I'm giving her a thousand kisses. Because I want everyone to know, okay, I am dropping off a completely healthy baby here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The baby is one hundred percent normal. You can see here, it's very good, she's fine. Now I She's am, a good nick. Now, what looks to the untrained eye is just, oh, what an affectionate dad giving his little girl little kisses on the head. Isn't that sweet? I am actually mapping the skull <laughs> with my mouth, kissing her on the head, so I can sense if there's going to be any parts there's missing, yeah, if there's yeah. any kind of scratching or bruising that's going on there. I'm going to be all nice, over it. Nice, Gary! Just so you know, okay? Yeah. And I want everyone to know that I am across this kid's head. Yeah, okay? all over it. All over it. And we drop her off now. Okay, great. Jump in the car, and we're off our, off to see a movie, Greener. Now, mind you, we had planned just a very short kind of stay at the daycare center today, um, more so for us, so we can kind of get used to the idea of her not mm-hmm. being with one of us at all given times. Oh, hundred percent. It's that kind of like, oh, we'll <laughs> give it like two yeah. hours, and we'll be like five minutes away, and then if anything happens, I gotta have the phone on, gotta have the phone on loud, yes. and we'll be right back there within two. We're right here. We're right here. We're ready to go. Yep. I'm in the car park. Yep. Like, just give me a call. We're, yeah. we're sweet. Yeah, 
And look, we, we decided, well, we'll go to like the nearest cinema, which is about 15, 20 minutes drive away, and we'll go and see ourselves a fucking movie. I, I The last movie I went to see was Knives Out. Do you know that movie with Daniel Craig and uh, Tony Collette in it, the murder mystery kind of clue? Uh, I know of it, haven't seen it. Okay, it's quite funny. But I only watched uh, about an hour of it because I actually only went to the movie because I had an hour to kill uh, while I was waiting for some kind of service in the shopping centre. Like, they said, can you come back in an hour? I'm like, well, I'm not going to go drive home. I'll see see the first hour of Knives Out. Yeah, and I literally literally walked out after an hour because not because the movie was bad, uh, because, well, now I can go and pick this thing up and I can get the fuck out of town, you know. Why didn't you watch the end of the movie and then go pick it up? Uh, no, because I didn't, I didn't, I was only killing time, Greeno. I wasn't. Yeah, but you've already forked over your coin. Doesn't like, matter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. At that point, you're what, uh, two thirds of the way through the film? I watched the last half hour of that movie, like a month and a half later on, on the stream at home. Yeah, I get it, but you're already there. Like, just watch the end of the movie. I bro. just parked it. I just parked it for a while. <laughs> you like, put it on pause, you like resume later. Yeah, two months later. I'll good. reconvene. Yeah, ah. exactly. So, you know, I went and grabbed my thing and I was fucking out of there. So that was the last movie I saw. Now, that was probably the movie. Can we just interrupt your story quickly? Yeah, please, absolutely. So did you go to a film, like, by yourself? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, was uh, I remember, because I, I recently had this thought, right? Because I remember as, like, a 16, 70-year-old thinking, oh, how lame is it that fucking people like would go to the movies by themselves so they got no friend to go see a movie with blah 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 hmm. yet i took my kid to see a movie a while back and all i could think about was like how amazing would it be to just have some time to myself that's funny <laughs> go you see a that. movie solo i just fucking relax in the back row with some popcorn hmm. no interruptions for two hours and just have some peace and quiet I think... and i'm like suddenly 16 year old greeno is a fucking idiot yeah like the solo movie experience is amazing. Well, you must forget because 16-year-old Greeno is a fucking idiot because if you remember, I, I used to go to movies all the time alone when I was a little kid and I would yeah. literally like get dropped off. Like here's 10 bucks, you know, grab go grab a ticket to the movie, grab an ice mm. cream and then I'll pick you up here out the front of the movie in like, you know, a couple of hours. And, you know, I was yeah. maybe 10 the first time I did that. Walked yeah. in on my own, popcorn, everything. I'm like, okay, you know. And I guess the world has changed now, but that was very common. And I remember when we were young, we would get dropped off by old ladybugs at the movies, mm. you and I, when we were pretty young. It's like, all right, you two go off, see the movie. I'll see you in a couple of hours. Who knows what she was doing out there? Maybe she was running a corporate empire or something, dropping Doesn't us matter. off at the movies all the time. We're going to go see Space Jam. Guys Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, no, that was very common. So it wasn't anything for me while the car was getting done to like, oh, you know what, I've mm. got an hour to kill. I can either, look, mate, I can, let's be fucking brutally honest here. You know the Westfield I'm talking about. I can, oh, either, no, I can either walk around with the guys who have just wandered in off the street pissing themselves, who have bought a small fries at the at the McDonald's in the food court there and are kind of yelling into a plastic bag at 8.30 yeah. in the morning, or I can just go and sit in a nice comfy cinema chair and eat some popcorn and have a Pepsi and a smile. That sounds like a win. So that was the last time I went to the movie. So I said, you know what? The new Guardians movie is out. Let's go. We'll watch the movie. We'll come back and we'll pick up the baby booger bumper baby on the way home. Mm -hmm. So I go up there and, you know, first thing that I noticed too, by the way, and first thing that we noticed is 
for the 10 a.m. screening, Greeno, at the local movies, it's been a long time since I went to the 10 a.m. Even the last one I went to was an 11.30 because that's when I had to drop my thing off. <laughs> that's when the car was due. That's it. Yeah. Now, I was one of maybe three people in the cinema that day. We get there to the cinema and it's quarter to 10 and the, and the doors are still locked, Greeno. They're still not, not letting anyone in. And wandering up the stairs is apparently there's like a John Farnham movie out or something, Greeno? I'm not um, sure I if think you're I saw something about Twitter uh, on Twitter about that as we were yeah. like in pre-show. Yes. Well, something about uh, like a little river band biopic, or maybe it's a John Farnham biopic. I don't know, yes. something like that. Well, I didn't know about that until later this morning when this event occurred because while myself and Lady Boogs are standing there like a couple of losers at this Westfield waiting for the movie cinema to open at quarter to ten in the morning so we can watch this movie, get the fuck out and go get our kid again. So, Because <laughs> <laughs> we're literally just killing a couple of hours until we can yeah. go get her again. So we, we're standing there, we're waiting, and then wandering up the stairs, it's a big staircase up to this movie cinema, Wandering up the stairs is about three or four uh, grey little little old ladies green nice, come wandering Gary. up the stairs. Going to see some Johnny Farnham. Well, it, it just so happened that they were talking and they were talking about how much they love John Farnham and I imagine that they were coming to see the John Farnham movie. One of them did remark that they were there because they had coupons, Greeno, to go well, and see the movie. Well, if you've got a coupon, you're going to waste them. That shit's got to use one, eh, bro? That's right. Some free movie passes. So there's myself and the Lady Boogs with about four or five octogenarian ladies, Greeno, who are lining up to see the John Farnham movie. Now, at this moment, well, now, at this moment, it does dawn on me, well, now I'm in a social kind of sticky situation here because I was the first one here waiting for the door to open. Therefore, Mm -hmm. you think that I deserve first access to the candy bar and the tickets because it's now quarter to ten, and our movie, our screening, apparently starts at ten. Greeno. Well, yeah, but you've also got twenty-five minutes of, of ads and previews. Yeah, though. but I, I don't, I don't operate that way. I want to be in there at ten when all of that kind of pre-show, pre-show wank starts. It might be another ten years before I go and see another movie again, Greeno. I want to soak it so all. So you got to, yeah, enjoy all the pre-show wank when it comes it. to to a film. That's right. Now, the gentleman in, in me would say to the four or five, and now it's a bigger group of older ladies that are gathering now well, for Greeno what, for the 10 a.m. screening here? of the John what, Farnham movie at what, the local what shop. What numbers are we looking at here? Okay. Are, was, are we talking plus six it was, or are we talking sub five? It was, it was four or five, but numbers were swelling. There was also another entrance where there were some more older people out there, Greeno, and I couldn't get a clear count on them out there either. Now, the other question has to be asked, yeah. oh, look, oh, I think I know where you're going with this. So I'm going to let you tell your story yeah. and, and let it ride. Mm. Well, I think I'm, I think I'm going to be able to back you up here okay. no well, matter what happens. Well, the gentleman in me is thinking, well, obviously I need to let the ladies go in first because they're old ladies and that's what mm-hmm. we do with our elders, Greeno. We respect them and so respect you know, the elders, we, yeah. we let you go in first. And I'm watching, and that's the thought in my head at quarter to ten. Now, the yeah. clock is continuing to tick now, we get to 10 to 10, Greeno. And yeah. my, my policy has shifted significantly at this point because <laughs> I'm now like, as soon as they open this fucking door, I am going straight in because I don't want to be standing behind six or seven old ladies, Greeno, who are going to complain about like the price of the popcorn and yeah. the price of the Pepsi and they won't know what they're ordering and they're sweet and love them. But yeah, how patient can I be at 10 a.m.? I'm only trying yeah. to kill a couple of hours here. What the hell are you doing? You're fucking up the whole plan. Very you know tight window. Yeah. Nice, yeah. Gary. 
So anyway, we go in and I'm on my way to the counter. I'm power walking to the counter because I want to be first one there. And the lady books calls out and goes, hey, hey, let's let's do it this way. And I'm like, what the hell do you mean? I'm on a mission here. I'm going to the fucking counter. Don't try to stop me, Smee. Don't you dare try to stop me. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, have a look at this. We can do it here. And it's one of those booths, Greeno, like you get at Macca's, for example. Yeah. So, you so, can, so it's like a ticket machine in the middle of the yeah. thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's go. So we go through and we're going through all of the uh, options, you know, here's your seat, da-da-da-da-da. Now, before we even get to any kind of snacks or anything you like that. dick! I want to talk about the prices for 10 a.m. screenings at movie screener. Isn't every ticket price the same? Well, and, you know, that probably leads me to a sub point. Should it be? <laughs> because... At 10 a.m., right, it's not, it's not peak hour. It's you, the lady books. It's, and and it's half a dozen octogenarian ladies. That's right. Now, I can understand you bumping up their price because there's a demand there, okay? Well, they're not paying. They're, they're using they're coupons, Greeno. That's right. So they're that means they're going to gouge the rest of us. <laughs> you actually should have paid double because yeah. you now got to cover the six octogenarians. They've got a freebie to the John In, John hinds- in hindsight, <laughs> while we were waiting for the door to open, I should have beaten one of them up and taken their coupon. I mean, that would have been nice, the ideal Gary. situation. But I didn't think of that ahead of time, unfortunately. So we're looking at the, you know, the ticket machine and we're going through and two tickets, Screeno, two tickets, $44, Screeno. $44. Now, the last time, now, the service that I was getting, um, I can't even remember what it was. Maybe it was some kind of repair or something, something or other. It was car related and there's a mechanic. So maybe I was getting some kind of car repair. Had to wait an hour or something. Now, that act did not cost as much as the movie ticket, you know. As the movie ticket. Last time. Now, look, let's let's be fair. Yeah. Like, you think about it, you got a big screen, you got you got to pay for the cleaning. Yeah. Uh, you know, price of inflation, mm. uh, you you got to pay for for the distribution costs. Yes. 22 bucks. Mm. Doesn't seem crazy stupid. No. But when, because in our mind, we think of how much we used to pay to go to the cinemas as like a fifteen-year-old, right? Well, anyway, the money. I'll say so the money's definitely. I'll say the money's definitely not going on staff. Put it that way. No. Okay. But I had the same experience when I went recently. That's yeah. yeah the, the service is not what it used to be. No. Um, so but the thing with the movies, though, it used to be the rule was. We keep the tickets super cheap hmm. so we can charge you $400 for the popcorn. For the popcorn and the drinks. And that's the trade-off. You're like, look, you don't. we don't make any money on the movie. Yes. We make all the money on the concessions on the because, snacks. you know, yeah. you want a nine-litre Coke, fucking $400. That's, like that's, right. that's how it is. That's right. And you can't bring in any outside foods or anything like that as well. You can only eat yeah. our shit. On the way in there, I said to the Lady Bulgs, I'm like, are you hungry? Because remember, it's like nine thirty. We're wandering around so the shopping centre. Yeah. You don't want no popcorn. You don't so, want no slushies. Are you, you going to have Are you going to have popcorn for breakfast? And she's like, No. Yeah. And I'm like, Well, what do you want then? And I look around the food court and the kebab places. I'm like, Do you want a kebab for breakfast? Smash a kebab. Smash a kebab. She's like, No. And I'm like, Well, okay. Then I guess you know I'm going to get some popcorn. Why? Because we're well, going I'm to a fucking I'm, movie. I'm personally disappointed he didn't smash a kebab pre movie. <laughs> For like seven bucks at nine thirty in the morning, <laughs> spit on their popcorn as yeah. fight. Yeah. Like, no, like, would you like some popcorn with your tickets, sir? Yeah. Like, nah, man, I just ate an eight dollar kebab. 
Well, so where's... And I plan, and how much are you charging me if you go in your cinema? $22? Yeah. I plan on using your bathroom before I leave. Yeah. Well. <laughs> to make up the kebab I just ate. <laughs> Well, I'm not taking it to the daycare with me. That's for sure. That's for daycare. certain. Yeah. That's how you get your twenty-two dollars. No, fuck it. Okay, you know nothing about movies. I know nothing about finance. Finance yeah. between us, we fixed it. We fixed it. If you're getting punched, walking twenty-two dollars, <laughs> okay, cinemas. The only way you get your money's worth is by getting a dodgy kebab beforehand yeah. and, and leaving and a big shit in toilet. The cleaning costs yeah. of the bathroom and the mess you leave don't flush mm-hmm. that's the rule definitely don't flush and um, then drive home with a warm smile <laughs> safe in the knowledge that the person who cleaned that toilet is now serving buttered popcorn no, to other movie goers to the 11.30 octogenarians <laughs> seeing the John Carter movie. And then the, the vicious cycle continues yeah. because then they need to use the same bathroom later on that's, it. that's worth 22 bucks mate yeah 100% so all all look all of these things are going through my head while we're standing at the little ticket kiosk, and I'm like, well, what about the snacks? And the lady book says to me, you can get you can order the snacks here as well, like through the machine, and then they just prepare them, and you take your ticket over there, and you just pick up what's yours. And I'm like, okay, that yeah. sounds like a good idea. Now I see the ticket price, and I'm like, holy fucking shit, forty four dollars. At this exact moment, the lady book's phone starts going off. Now, mind you. We dropped the baby booker bumper baby there at maybe quarter to nine in the morning, something like that. Already problems. Now we're getting a phone call at ten oh five a.m. at the ticket kiosk at the movies, Greeno, from the daycare. Nice, Gary. Now, uh, obviously, first question I have to ask: mm. Had you already paid? <laughs> well, that brings us to the next part of the story. <laughs> Now, at that moment, the lady book says, oh, my God, it's the daycare. And she reaches into her phone. And I'm like, okay, good. She's on it. And I turn back to the ticket kiosk. And I've, we've, I've selected the seats that we're going to sit in. And I'm like, okay, sweet. Now, lady books was like, don't worry. I'll pay for it here at the kiosk. No, I've got this. Gary. I'm going to take care of this. I'm like, that's good. That's, I like that. That sounds good. So I hit next. And at this point, it's like, would you like to order a snack? And I'm looking at it. I'm like, oh, okay, that's good. And I turn to the lady book screener and she's gone. She's out of there. She's left the movie cinema. I don't know where the fuck she's gone at this point. Like I thought she was there one second ago and she's gone. Now I turn back to the ticket kiosk and I scan the lobby of the cinema that I'm in. And I'm like, there is a lot of octogenarian ladies here who probably aren't afraid to, you know, save a little money. I now can't leave the kiosk, the ticket kiosk, and go find the lady books to see what kind of a snack she wants because yeah. we haven't established yet. Does she still want? Maybe she's gone to get a kebab right now. I don't she know. Could, yeah, she could be Throwing like going down a kebab. Maybe that call wasn't from the daycare. That was from the kebab place. Going, kebab your kebab's place. ready. Yeah, your lamb, yeah. your lamb with hummus <laughs> is ready to go. Yeah. You have to smuggle well, it into the movie. Yeah. They're calling to give her the bad news. We're fucking out of fresh tabbouleh, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, right. well, would you like a letter substitute perhaps? Yeah. So look, I'm now, I'm freaking out because I'm like, I don't know where Lady Boogs is. And I'm freaking out even more so because I looked down at the ticket kiosk greener to add one popcorn and two Pepsis was another $40. Nice, That's it. So I'm now up to 80 bucks. She was going to pay. And now I'm standing here with my car. Now it's out of your pocket. Now it's out of my pocket. <laughs> now all of a sudden we've got a fucking problem on our hands. Nice, <laughs> Suddenly the tickets are gone. Lady yeah. Lady Boog's like, uh, unfortunately, you have to wait in the car because yeah. we can only afford the 22 bucks for one ticket yeah. and a small popcorn for 19 Yeah, she comes in and she's like, she starts explaining to me about the daycare. I'm like, look, never mind the fucking daycare. This cost me $80. Nice, this. Gary. <laughs> $80. Never mind about the kid. <laughs> 
free because that's a trial day. Like, yeah. that's free money over there. Why are we stressing about that? Oh, well, we've just forked out 88 over here. After paying, after paying $80 for the 10 a.m. screening <laughs> of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 with one popcorn and two Pepsis, after paying $80, I couldn't care less why the daycare was calling us. As far as I'm concerned, we've already experienced the biggest <laughs> tragedy we're going to experience today. <laughs> Baby, Bubba. Yeah, she's on um, her own out there. Let's just knife someone, but fucking hang on. Yeah. Let's back that up. I just, I just spent Unfor- nineteen dollars on a popcorn. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm not even going to be able to afford to buy her any dinner anymore because <laughs> we went to the movies I've today. I've got no bail money yeah. left for the boogie Bubba Bubba baby That's after it. the the transactions happened over there. Yeah, so. I like stories about pinatas. It's the last time we can take it to daycare because it costs too much to go to the movies. Basically, <laughs> it's a very good story. Time, so, did you end up seeing the movie? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. I was all right. Yeah. And how did the Boogie Bubba Bubba baby go uh, take it? Yeah, she was she fine. Good? She loves it. She goes, She anywhere she goes, she's always happy and smiling. Happy days, yeah, yeah, man. Everyone loves her. She's got a great temperament. She doesn't cry or anything. People don't People don't understand how that's possible, but she just doesn't cry. You know, she just smiles all the time and is happy yeah. and laughing. So she's she's great. She's going gangbusters. I will tell you, though, a little side story time, if you will. I like stories about pinatas. Coupled with a little bit of... Nice, Gary! The daycare do nice things, like, you know, they took pictures and it was like, oh, this was uh, the baby boogie bumper baby's first day here at the daycare. Love Isn't those pictures, wonderful? man. Yeah. I still got the ones from, from my little bubba. Yeah, and, she, you know, she got to introduce herself to everyone else and I was having a quick look at the pictures the ladybugs were showing me and it seems like in every picture the baby booger bumper baby is actually crawling over to steal another baby's shit. That's what, oh, she's, that's what she appears to be doing is, you know, crawling around trying to take their other toys. And that was a very proud moment for me as a dad. I thought, yes, assert your dominance over the room, you know. Get in early. Get in she's early. She's like, not even part of the culture yet, but she's like, well, man, yeah. this is now my toy. Yeah, this is my turf. You don't want to end up being yeah. someone else's bitch in there, do you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know? got to... You know, it's prison. You got She's got to shiv the first person yeah. day one. That's it. Uh, like, just gotta make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah. with the boogie buffer. Yeah, they may. There may be six rattles in here and six babies, but I own all the rattles. It's up to yeah. me whether or not you have one. Like it's my choice, and that's the way it should be. So she's doing well. Love she's a baby's house. Yeah, yeah, that's it. She's already establishing, you know, a post-apocalyptic war zone type government, Greeno, and becoming like a it. warlord within the uh, structure. Of the daycare centre, so of course I'm very proud of her. It's un- just unfortunate we're going to need to to turn to a life of crime if we ever want to see another movie again. No, so. yeah. Gary. it happens. Yeah. There you go. That's my story. Very good story time. Yeah. Uh, I also look forward to next week's story time mm. where you tell me about all the germs she caught from her one day daycare. Oh no, and we've already been through that. Do you know the you know the story um, of you know how sick she was? And that yeah, was, that was that. well, that was because she had 20 minutes there last time. This time she was there for four hours. So, what the fuck? Four hours. She's going to come home with leprosy, Greeno. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> if she's still got limbs tomorrow, you've done well, sir. I think we should pre record next week's show tomorrow because I may not live that long. Who knows? <laughs> Fucking diseases. Some kind of disease that was eradicated in the 18th century. She exactly. will have picked up from her four hours of daycare yeah. uh, while you're watching cinema. Speaking uh, of diseases, Greeno, and spreading diseases, uh, this was an interesting little story that you sent oh yeah, through. Before we get to this one, yeah, like we still haven't finished segment one where I was talking about math like fucking 45 minutes oh, ago. Oh, we're going back to the math I story. like stories about I can't finish the math. Oh, no, fuck it. We'll skip the math. That's no, no, fine. no. Tell us the math. Finish the math. Can't remember the math. Ah, oh, here we go. So uh, I was talking about how I don't watch TV anymore, which got to that story. And it went on a 
Open a nice little funnel there. Um, a 50-minute funnel, it was. A 50-minute funnel. This is meant to be a short show. Yeah. Um, because of the buzzing noise. Yeah, because yeah, of the buzzing noise. That's right. We're trying to wrap it up quickly, but then we realise we've got a, a duty to the stoners, the uh, insomniacs, and the unemployed. The alcoholics. Yeah. Don't forget about the, the alcoholics. I forget about the alcoholics. Yeah. My apologies. Yeah. Um, so saw this ad that uh, was on like a stream throughout the course of the week for Australian Super, Damo. You ever heard of Australian Super? Uh, I've heard of Australian Super Funds. Um, yeah, there are many of them. I specifically, imagine specifically the brand called Australian. How did, Super. They, how did they manage to get the the trademark on Australian? <laughs> Trademarked yeah. it early, I guess. Yeah, is what my is my guess is, or that's just the business name and they trademarked a different company name. I hope it's run out of some other country. Reality. Yeah, I hope it's run it. It's like a subsidiary so. of some other Swedish Mate, bank or something. They found they found <laughs> a small Indian town that'll do everything for five bucks. <laughs> Uh, they're all fine. But this ad kind of intrigued me because the the ad said every minute and a half someone is joining Australian Super. Okay, really? Every minute and a half? So then I'm like, well, now I'm going to fucking reverse engineer this math because this doesn't seem accurate. I don't think every minute and a half there's someone being born. I don't think that's fast. Exactly. So I was like, well, hang on. What what would the math be? if? Because I can't imagine a bunch of people. I don't know about you. Like whenever I turned uh, 14, nine months when I was able to work, mm-hmm. I joined a super fund because someone put me into a super fund and that's just my super fund, right? No, I'm the exact opposite. And then Because I've had so many jobs. No, no, no. Then every employer I go to, whatever their super fund is, they go, do you just want to do our super fund? I'm like, yeah, mate. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. So, I, so I end up with 500 super funds. <laughs> so that's generally what happens. Now, for someone to join an Australian super fund, by that logic, it means if every Australian, every minute and a half was changing jobs, what would happen? How long would that take? So I had to reverse engineer the math, right? So Australian population, 26 million. Minutes in a day, 720 times 60 seconds okay. gives 43,200 minutes, uh, seconds. <laughs> yes. We need a, every minute and a half someone joins Australian <laughs> Super, so we need to divide that by 90 seconds. means 480 people are joining Australian Super per day. Per day. 480 right. per day. 480 a day. Now, Australian population is 26 million, but that is the Australian population. That includes people that are fucking one minute old so, up until uh, 112 years old or whatever the oldest Australian that's is. That's a static number. It's not a dynamic. That's a static number yes. of what it is, right? But so when we're talking about people that may hold a super fund, we've now got to eradicate a portion of that 26 million. Yes. So we're going to take out anyone Everyone that's under fucking under, 15 years of age. Correct. So they're gone. Yep. And then we're going to take anyone that's, let's say, for argument's sake, 65 years of age and above because they, they're they super fun. They're not joining a super fun. They're fucking retired. Let's that's move right. on from that. Okay. So that I worked out to be, uh, after doing some analysis. About 15 that million up, people, 14 That million? ended up being 45% of the population I had to eradicate, oh, right. which means, uh, and then you've got to think of the people that don't have jobs. Yep. So I just put it down to a flat 50% of the 26 million Australian okay, population. So down with, yep, that's about right. So we're about 13 <laughs> so million. We're down to 13 million. Okay, so how many right. days at 480 a day will it take to sign up 13 million people, Greener? So 13 million people, yep. and then we've got to divide that by 480 a day. Okay. All right. Yep. 
gives us 27,083.33 okay. divided by 365 gives us 74 years. Now, that is on the assumption Nine that seven. someone is signing up to a super fund so frequently. Every 90 seconds. <laughs> every 90 seconds that in the next 74 years, if everyone every minute and a half is changing jobs, Mm. Or at least 13 million people. Yep. That'll be seven in 74 years. Everyone will be with Australian Super. It's also Which like a me. weird thing to to put out there for me personally. I'd be like, so what? <laughs> like, is, you know? No, oh, I agree. We but... got one joining every 90 seconds. It's like, well, good for that. And what are they fucking sheep? What you know? Yeah, well done. Does but... that mean I have to follow them off the cliff? What are you talking about? Who cares? But with that <laughs> math, with that math being said, Damo. This makes me realize I'm never going to be with Australian Super because why would you trust a super fund with your investments when they can't do basic math? Like work (laughs) out someone is not joining their fund once every fucking 90 seconds. Very good. (laughs) You can trust them with the investments? Fuck off. Well, because you see, the problem with your equation here is you're assuming that most people are smart enough to think. (laughs) To consider these things, Greta. Because people sit there going, fucking 90 seconds. Fucking every, one every 90 seconds, that sounds like a great suit, but a join. Yeah. Uh, and just, and they say it's one every 90 seconds. Does that mean I have to wait for all 90 seconds after the last person? After, How will I know when they do call. it? Yeah. How will I know if they've done it like in 90 seconds or 45 seconds? Um, can you do two in 90 seconds? Or And if you're, if you're anything like me, the, the 19 super funds, it'll take, I don't know if you've uh, amalgamated all yours yet. No, not yet. But it literally took me like five years. And it uh, wasn't until I, like, I was about to move I house. Done it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, look, I'm sick of all this mail. Like every year. Six different super funds. I mean, yeah, you got nine bucks here, you got 12 bucks here. All right, oh, cool, excellent. Yeah. Uh, I probably should merge all this just to get less mail. You can, I think what? there is some kind of government service where you can go, Well, look, can you just get all my super funds and put it? Yeah, no, one that's exactly there? what I did. Oh. I, I did it through my current super. I'm just like, click a button, they're like, Go find my super. I'm like, Excellent. And they're like, Here's all of it. And I'm like, I got that much. All right, cool. Well, I'm sure the government didn't, I'm sure the government didn't rip you off in any way, shape, or form for that service. No, it wasn't the government. It's the, uh, the super fund that I currently had. Oh. Go and find it. Because that way hey, we they want get we money. want the rest of your money too. By the way, yeah, they want the money, so they'll go do the hard <laughs> work guy. for you. Hey, okay. So it's actually pretty good. Yeah. I didn't mind it. I'm like, yeah. you want my money? They're going to find as much as they possibly it. can for you, Green. For you, exactly. They went above and beyond. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah, that's right. No, um, no, that, I'm I'm happy. Shut up and take my money. Yeah, <laughs> that that was my thing. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is going to cost you fucking fifty bucks. I'm like, fifty bucks to 50 not bucks? get twenty eight letters a month. Excellent. This is great. That's fifty bucks. That's fifty bucks or half of a movie, Greeno. Which mm. one do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I can almost See get a pop value for that. we're getting out of that. Yeah. Uh, let's do this one ahead to a break. Yeah. Uh, I saw this throughout the course of the week and look, there's there's some let's we need to think about the true victims of the pandemic, Damo. <laughs> yeah. Now it's not it's not the people that are dead. Uh, it's not the people that may be having vaccine side effects. It's not the people that lost their jobs because we, they couldn't go outside for a better part of a year and a half. It's not the people who uh, were arrested for, say, sitting on a park bench on their own reading Sitting a on a park bench yeah. or going to an open beach with no one on there when there was lockdowns in there. The father, uh, the father who went to the playground with his two kids and uh, he was arrested in front of them because yeah. there was three of them in a group alone in a park. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not them. No, it's, it's not, not the none of them. Yeah. 
Uh, so the people that still have got long-term symptoms that, that may have suffered from a, a random fucking uh, lab-created disease. The guy, it's... the guy who got fined uh, two thousand dollars when he was on his own because he drove to his favorite curry place and picked up some takeaway and then drove straight home on his way home from work and um, got you know arrested and fined for that. Like it's not he's not the real victim, is he? Green it's up. not the years that uh, people lost uh, the ability to be able to socialize and you know the, the youth of Australia and the world for that matter. Mm. Uh, you know, it's not the children who are socially now... maladjusted as a result Correct. of the lack yeah. of interaction. Uh, yeah, it's not the it's not the children who have been noted in the post COVID studies is now suffering from various kinds of socialization problems because they were denied access to friends and uh, whatnot and social mm-hmm. uh, you know areas for a couple of years on and off. Like they're not the real victims, Green. I know it's not the it's not the partners <laughs> who were stuck locked in a house with domestic violence uh, abusers no, no, and had no way no. to leave because they weren't allowed to leave the house no. in any way, shape, or form. They're not the uh, thus otherwise being uh, arrested. Yeah. Uh, the variety of situation. Yeah. You know who the true victims are, Damo? Yep. The uh, corporate commercial property owners, Karina. Property oh, owners, Damo. We fucking, we fucking no talked about this on this show during it. <laughs> we fucking, we, do you remember we fucking spoke <laughs> about this? We're talking about it. We laugh and like, we what? said, you said, watch, said, they are going to start it. It fucking, fucking bitching. Here. Yep. Yeah. They, the, the property owners, the corporate CBD property owners are going to start fucking whining that mm-hmm. everyone's working from home. Why? Because these office, you know, these office, um, you know, managers and stuff are going to be sitting there going, hang on, why are we paying all this fucking rent for this floor space? Mm. We can get somewhere that's a third of the size or half of the size and we can have people come in maybe once a week or whatever and then mm. they're, they're actually more productive now than they were when they were coming in and yeah. we can save all of this fucking money. We, we fucking predicted this would come up as an issue and yeah. wouldn't you fucking know it, right on cue as night follows day, Greeno, uh, from Ben Fordham Live, who's a talk show host on radio. Talkback radio. Here. What is he? Is he a 2GB? Is it 2UE? 2GB. 2GB bought 2UE many years ago. And oh, 2UE is now, I think it's like a soft listening, like easy listening station Beautiful. or something now. Good on. Yeah, so they swallowed the competition and shut him out as, uh, you know, <laughs> to the sounds of Kenny G, Greeno. Uh, ben Fordham Live, we've got a new warning about working from home. Oh, <laughs> working from home is dangerous, maybe. Business how, leaders. I wonder in how Sydney. much this person paid for their time slot, Damon. Oh, don't worry. We're going to get into this because you okay. you only sent this tweet through, but I I went a little deeper, Greg. Oh, we're going to deep dive. Oh, yeah, should we do I, this after a break then? This no, no, no. Dive. Fuck the break. We'll just go straight through. We've already been going for an hour, so we may as well just go through. Piss, man. you got to go take a piss. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll come back and do it after the break. <laughs> Do you like your novelty comedy songs organic, handmade with painstaking care, put into every note? Well, look no further than Irrational Times. Using only the finest instruments to create an experience that your ears will thank you for later, Irrational Times attempts to elevate the whimsy to a desirable level. New songs and sketches every week so check it out. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries that bring. 
trees. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Campy old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessie. When we were kids and there wasn't any school, Watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be cool Saturday night and cheesy movies The ones that used to show us boobies It's our special little spot Tucked away on D-Live Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessy Enjoy the joy of Pessie. Less than 3% sport content. It's the starting block on TAVshow.com. Yes, welcome back to the block, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Don't remember, you can keep in touch with us on uh, Gooden.life. Currently under construction, uh, but the engineers, we've got a whole squad of engineers over there at Gooden.life, Greeno. They're doing amazing things, and they have reassured us that the rollout, the launch is just around the corner, Greeno. Uh, it's a long corner though. Yeah, it's, it's like one of those corner. very extended NASCAR bends. Yeah, it's just it's actually just one big loop. It never ends until there's a safety car greener. We've been doing this show with this kind of uh, structure for what three years now, maybe. Mm-hmm. And every time we get to that first break, and I, I quickly duck on down to the bathroom, mm. uh, I always feel the pressure of running back and worrying that I won't hear the joy of Pessy song. Right. That's that's like, your did marker. I take too long? Yeah. Like I just need to be able to hear it as soon as I put the cans back on. And thankfully, every week. But it's kind of like that nightmare where you show up to an exam late or with no pants on. Hmm. Uh that's my version of it. It's uh putting the cans on and the Pacey song's not playing. Okay. And I realize I've been in the bathroom for an hour and a half. Okay, everyone's got a system. Mine is obviously cooking up a nice pipe full of crack, Greeno. And mm. by the time that's, you know, sorted itself out and it's been ingested, well now I know we're ready to roll. You're done. Yeah, yeah, good to go. Ready to come back. Uh, we're talking property developers, Damo. And developers. I the real the victims fa- of the COVID Personally, pandemic. I love the fact that you've done a deep dive on this. I wouldn't go that because far. Normally I, wouldn't say happens... it's that, I wouldn't say it's terribly deep. No, no, no. We're, we're gonna, we're I clicked three pool. things, Greeno, to be honest. Yeah, that's well, once again, we're going to kimono, Paul. What generally happens on this show is I send through the rundown. Yep. Damo opens it about 12 seconds before the show starts. Something he clicks like the links that. and we move on. Yep. Now, for you to click three links, that's a deep dive. I won't deny that the effort I've put into this show over many years <laughs> has gone off. unrecognized, Greeno, <laughs> until this moment. So thank you. Yes, I did a deep dive. I'm very proud of myself here. Uh, so this is Ben Fordham Live. We've got a new warning about working from home, Greeno, because remember, warnings. We love warnings. Business love leaders warning. in Sydney want it gone. 
They say anyone who can should be in the office. Note, I, I love this. Remember how it used to be anyone who can work should work? Well, now yeah. people working isn't actually good enough. We want you to work where we want you to work, not that you're not doing work. We actually yeah. want you. Otherwise, Greeno, look at this. Sydney will become a part-time city. So I uh, don't think that's a – personally, I'm, like, I'm a guy who works in the city, right? Yeah. No, or not. used to. Yeah. Now – the 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 th- I despise the city for one like one main reason was the fact the shit was way too busy right like it was overpopulated it was oh, you're insane gonna love, you're gonna love what I've got for you then <laughs> yeah it, it was insane like you know and what what happened is we were we were as as customers in that particular area we were abused right of course because similar to what happened with the property owners. They like well. Everyone knows that if you want to be if you want to be in business, you've got to be in the CBD. So we're going to charge you crazy fucking prices for rent, mm-hmm. and that's what happened with. So if you like, you talking about the popcorn thing earlier. Mm. For me to go get a like a sandwich in the city for lunch, yep. fourteen dollars. Yep. I'm like, whoa, 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 no, I just want a sandwich. Like, yeah, fourteen dollars. Mm-hmm. Where else are you going to go? You're in the fucking CBD. Like everything's expensive in the CBD because it. it's a tourist area. Or you can bring your own, like a loser. <laughs> exactly, and they know that it's a it's a, a business hub, yeah. and people need to get in and out, and they're just going to pay whatever they have to pay to be able to move on and get their food quickly, mm-hmm. and and that's it. Yep. So we were gouged for so many years, and now suddenly there's some karma coming back, and that's not to say I feel bad for some of these business owners. They have lost more. And you're gonna fucking, and you're gonna take the whole fucking segment with this rank. Right? Oh, I, I, Park I, I, it for a minute. Give my thoughts here. Right, Park well, it. Give your thoughts at the end. Give your thoughts at the end. Okay, so here she is. Uh, let's just have a quick listen, Greeno. Listen to some of the rationale. Okay. I am absolutely passionate about uh, people returning to work. This generation See, re- returning to work, Greeno, but no, they they, they never actually working stopped working. That's right. Yeah. Now we're still working, mate. That's right. Now this remember. Now, this uh, lovely lady is the CEO of a company that does what, Greeno? They do office fit-outs for businesses. We will yeah. – you tell us what kind of office you want and we will build it for you, basically. Yeah, it's, you know what one I want? The that's one right. that's in my bedroom. Now, now, which business do you think would be overtly negatively affected by people no longer wanting to attend an office, for example? Uh, this one and property developers, perhaps. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and now, interesting you bring up property developers, Green. And now, which industry, can you also guess on a completely unrelated topic for another 20 points, can you mm. also guess which industry most vociferously lobbies for increased extremely high levels of immigration, Greeno? Can you can you guess which one that might be? Ah, oh, those ones. <laughs> They're property no, developers. <laughs> yeah, what a fucking shock. we need cheap labour. <laughs> well, no, no, well, no, no, no. We need people to buy houses. That's... Oh, you're thinking that? Oh, my apologies. Yeah, sorry. No, no, no. Going. We, yes. we need people to... Because we need, we need to keep building more houses, and so we need to keep increasing the amount of people Increasing the immigration because In order to sell it's... more houses. Yeah, That's right. uh, supply and demand, That's correct. That's right. Now, so here are some of the thoughts. I am absolutely passionate, passionate. about uh, people returning to work. That's this good. generation is just 
selfish. This generation uh, is just we're, we're, selfish. We're, 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 we're selfish. selfish, Greedo. How for dare you? you? More, how dare you want to be more productive, <laughs> and have save more money. for your families, yeah. save your own money on travel and selfish exorbitant expenses, wow. not fork over crazy <laughs> money to, uh, to rental companies. <laughs> they are selfish because they are making my job as the CEO of a, a CEO. property development you, company. Do you know how much Corporate my dividends company. have gone down since this damn pandemic? <laughs> I've had to sell one of my three guest houses. Selfish. Selfish. Um, you know, in our younger days, we had to, you know, we, we caught trains, buses. This is, this is 20 miles down the dirt road, Greeno. <laughs> Back in my Back day. In my day. We had to catch trains, buses. I am well, absolutely passionate about... Uh, people returning to work. This generation is just... This generation. Now, what generation is she specifically referring to? Because I'll give you a little hot no, tip, Greeno. I have noticed that uh, it's many of maybe her generation who are also like, no, no, I don't want to fucking go to the office anymore. Are you kidding well, me? Well, I will say, I will say <laughs> the uh, generation that wants to go in the office is the, is the current generation. Yeah. Not- <laughs> not our, it's not our generation. It's definitely it's not, not our, her generation. Our generation has, has got families and, like, my old man who recently retired was like, oh, they're making me go into the office fucking one day a week. Yeah. Yeah, it might be time to sign those retirement papers, I think. <laughs> that was enough to send him over the cliff. <laughs> now, like, hey, now, man, I'm pretty I'm sure nice. that we are, I'm pretty sure we're dealing with a boomer here, Greeno. So that tells you already, you know, some mm. kind of what you're dealing with. Oh, this generation, they're selfish, Greeno? I am yeah. absolutely passionate absolutely about passionate. Uh, people returning to work. This generation yep. is just selfish. Mm. Um, you know, in our younger days, we had to, you know, we, we caught trains, buses, Whatever, fair. You know, just because you had to hoof it down 20 miles down the dirt road to go to the office back, does that mean that everyone forever now has to also do it that way? Is that what this you're saying? This lady is a CEO of a, of a massive uh, commercial property company. Hmm. She has town cars driving her everywhere she wants at <laughs> any know. point of the day. Yeah. But, no, she had to do it the hard way, Greeno, back in our day. Back know, in our day. Yeah. She used to get to work. Yes, it did take two or three hours, but ah. um, you've got to be in the office because you don't know what you ah. don't know. Ah. And until these CEOs make now, it- now, now, let's give her a chance. It might be a good argument, Greeno. You let's don't hear- know what you don't know. All right, now, now, Greeno and I are probably very much on the same page here. So let's let's give her some of our bullet points. Let's give her our argument and see what we get as a retort, Greeno. Now. I would say uh, increased productivity, increased uh, work satisfaction. Um, you know, sp- employees are saving money; they're happier, they have a better work-life balance, etc., etc., etc. On the yeah. business end of things, obviously, people more productive. That's also been proven. Um, what else have you got? You can save on rent. You can become more dynamic as a workplace. Right? There's all other kind of pros that associate with that. And, you know, the numbers bear that out. Now, let's hear the argument in response to these points, Greeno. Are there any other points you'd like to add to that, by the way? Uh, I also think uh, the uh, obviously the lack of travel leads to more sleep. The it's individual more so environmentally the, friendly, the, by the way. The quality, yeah, well, environmentally friendly, definitely because you get less cars on the road, mm-hmm. uh, which ends up reducing, yeah, producing pollution. Correct. Uh, also, the the quality of work that is now produced is of a higher level because people are more rested. Yep. Now, the irony, uh, the irony of these fucking office places is 
they'll 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 now demand that people make the commute back in and start again contributing to the very harmful pollution in the environment greener and then they'll put up in the coffee room a little thing that says hey by the way when you're home turn your lights off because we're trying to save the no, fucking planet earth day earth yeah. day coming up guys if you can put your plastic in this particular garbage bin yes. that'd be amazing hang on but fucking i drove and forked over 100 dollars <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in I was in the Sydney Harbour Tunnel this morning with literally half a million other assholes yeah. creating Beijing level smog. Okay. And also at the same time, I've, instead of drinking out of my coffee mug at home, yes. which is reusable day after day, I've now got seven hundred plastic cups that we've purchased in this particular Correct. office. Nice, environmentally friendly aspect. Environmentally friendly. So those are our yeah. points. Let's see what she's got. You know, in our younger days, we had to, you know... We, okay, we poor me is one buses, argument. Yep. Whatever, ferries to get to work. Yes, it did take two or three hours. Okay. But, um, you've got to be in the office. Okay, so you've that's the argument. You've got to be there. No, you've got to be. You've just got to be. <laughs> okay. Because you don't know what you don't... Because you don't know what you don't know, Greta. Nice, Gary! <laughs> you've got to be in the office because you don't know what you don't know. Don't know. Okay. <laughs> Until these CEOs make a decision Listen. and get bolshy about this, bolshy. Um, it's not going to change because the unemployment rate is still too low. The unemployment rate is too low for bosses to start strong arming their employees nice. again. Hey, how about that? Let's just fucking think about this rationally. Could the unemployment rate be as low as it is because people don't want to leave their jobs because they now actually have better work-life balance? Potentially, yeah. And if you actually make people go back into the office, yeah. the unemployment rate is going to skyrocket. Yeah, it might not skyrocket, but it'll definitely it'll change things again. It's going to go up. It's definitely not going to go down. Yeah. Let's put it that way. So You, you yeah. can't. Listen, Can't blame. Now, Ben Now Ben throws in his two cents. People for choosing to work from home if they're given an option, Nicole, but, yep, but I think you'll find that more businesses are not going to give that option. Oh, so we should just stop offering it. No. <laughs> Can we make sure Ben can't fucking leave his house? No, no, but see, he's in radio. We we did a radio show for fucking two years from home. Ooh. It's very possible to do any kind of radio yeah. broadcasting from That's your what own mean. home. Need ben. I want Ben to drive two and a half hours every day. Yep. Literally, himself, literally the most. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this this is the patient, thing. This is the radio th show he could possibly do from his own couch. Yeah. For no other reason than, you know, it's fucking lazy. Obviously, bad. Yeah. Well, look, two yeah. things. One, the most successful radio personality in this country frequently will just, if he can't be bothered going into the station that day, he will he has a radio station built in his house and he just goes in there. And then often he'll like fly to LA and he'll just do the show live from his office studio in LA, Greeno, for example. Crazy notion. Crazy the day and age you live in, yeah. no, doesn't make put any, him out there. doesn't make any difference. Um, the other thing I would suggest uh, to Ben, if, you, if we just rewind, rewind a little bit here, Greeno, Bolchy about this. Mm, um, mm. It's not going to change because the unemployment rate is still too low. So you, you know, can't blame people for choosing to work from home if they're given an option, Nicole. But I think you'll find that more businesses are not going to give that option. Well, and then so you know what's going to happen, Greeno? Guess where those people are going to decide to work? Nice, Gary. At the ones that give them the fucking option. The ones that give them the option. <laughs> so suddenly you've got a market advantage as an employer. Correct. 
by allowing people to work from home. Now, my particular, like, I'm going to, story time, my particular nice. employer. I like stories about pinatas. Like, morale is low. Like, fucking people are hating it. We've had a lot of resignations. I tell you the people that resign, Damo, the people that don't have families. Yep. You know the people that aren't resigning? Are the people that have families in the work from home balance mm. is very important. Yep. Now, if those people were forced to go from home, like not work from home, mm -hmm. it, they would have resigned. Like if they were still in an office environment and forced to go into, the, into work every day of the week or four days, three days, whatever it may have been, mm -hmm. those 60% of our staff would have already resigned and gone to another employer for more money. Yep. So the, advan the advantages of the work from home is often better for people in our age demographic and kind of above, mm. um, which is also this late lady's age demographic, yep. ironically enough. Um, but she's but she's inverted commas selfish because she's like, well, I'm going to fucking fit out offices, and no one's fucking going in the offices. Well, I'm I'm going to play a little bit more here, and I, and Green, I want to make this point very clear that I have been saying like either on this show or my own podcast um, for for a long time. That these this this inner city uh, city mentality. This is what they want from you. If you live out in the suburbs, your job is to. They want you commuting in to busy about them. Right, they're in their office. They want you in there serving them lunch and serving them coffee. They want you to ride the fucking train in to be there to yeah. do these fucking menial jobs, and then they want you to scurry off home. And if you if you've ever doubted that, then just listen to this, okay? Well, that's the trouble. I mean, as you rightly said, the first uh, question people ask is, what's your flexible work policy? Mm. And then what's the salary I'm on? You know, and things like hotels are suffering in the city. Oh. I mean, there's less business travel. They do it all on teams, so they're oh. suffering. There was a big article in the AFR mm. on that last week. Listen. I mean, oh, you mean hotels that are charging $450 a night yeah. for a fucking one-bedroom shithole that's got cockroaches yeah. around it. Yeah, or the pub where, you know, a schooner and beer costs you like $14 or something. Yeah. $14, $15. Yeah. Uh, fun story going for you, sir. Okay. Uh, I've actually got to go in the office I like next stories week. about yeah. in the office. My office is coming up from Melbourne. Now, he, he's like, oh, can I, uh, he was coming up to see some mates, and he's like, can I do it as like a business trip? <laughs> and our employer said, no, nah, man, like we work from home. Like I'm not paying for you to fly to fucking Sydney. No, Pay for fuck it yourself, yeah. Yeah. which is fair enough. Yep. And he's like, no, I don't mind. I just asked him, like, hey, I'm going to be going into the office. Like, hey, can I do this as a work trip? No, no, no. So I'm going to go in, but I've obviously got to get a hotel for the night because I can't fucking go in, spend all day there, have a, a team dinner and be able to make it home at a reasonable time with how far away I live from the office. Sure. So I'm already looking at hotel prices. And I'm like, well, I can't afford that. Yeah. Can't afford that one. Can't afford that one. Can't afford that one. So maybe, for, in, to this lady's point, maybe the issue isn't less people in the city. Yeah. Maybe make the affordability of hotels in the city a bit more tolerable right. for people outside the area, and we might come in more often and accommodate it. Yeah, but the problem with that is, Greeno, that you'd have to then admit that the entire inner city CBD economy has been bloated uh, artificially bloated. for the last four or five decades. And that, oh, you've, and that you've all, all of you, have been gouging every single gouged. tourist and fucking person who travels in for work for years and years and years and years. Because mm -hmm. that's the only way that they'll admit that, well, maybe it's a competitiveness issue rather than, a, rather than, rather than, rather than, hang on, Greeno, it's competitive rather than 
oh no, they're just selfish and they don't know what they don't know and they just have to do it because <laughs> when I was young, I had to catch the train for two hours. That's no, that's no, the no, argument. No, no, no. Well, it's hard, it's hard to find that argument except for the four billion points we've already made. Yeah, that's right. Now, I want you to keep listening here to the, log- the logic and the rationale, Grant. I want it to soak in. I want it to really embed in your psyche, okay? Coffee, your lunches, all of those sorts of things. Yep. We want a vibrant city Listen. for visitors to come to, oh. and it needs to look busy. It ne- oh, it needs to look it's busy. Nice, look busy. We need to make what this area <laughs> for is tourists, important we... for tourists. Otherwise, it, when the tourists realise that, hey, no one's actually here, maybe like, eh. Now, now she started. We should be paying sixty-five dollars for a sandwich. Greeno, she. I want to. I want to take you back now to the beginning of this call. She started this fucking call by accusing the other generations of being selfish. Selfish. Now, her her reasoning for wanting everybody to commute into the office, even though they don't have to, she wants to force everybody in. To you know the hour commute and the traffic and you know when the trains aren't running or no there's one, some issue no on the bridge you don't get home for three hours. Yeah. So she wants you to go through all of that, the expenditure, the the you know not getting home till seven o'clock at night, wasting yeah, all your money. Less time with your family now because no, you're selfish for not wanting <laughs> you. You are selfish for not wanting to do that. She uh, is obviously being benevolent, uh, benevolent, benevolent, and benevolent, unselfish. Yes. She's being very unselfish by forcing you to do this because she wants to see busy people. She wants to see the city busy because it's good for tourists. Nice, yeah. Gary. Hey, hey, fucking selfish. <laughs> selfish. It needs to look vibrant. It needs to. It on, needs to look busy. On that okay. last week, I mean, cleaners. People who, who make coffee. How many cleaners do you reckon she talks to, except she's when she's saying, could you fucking clean that up? <laughs> the one she pays $4 an hour for. <laughs> all of those sorts of things. We the want she makes sorts, All of those she sorts of things. From about an hour and a half away, yeah. and they end up paying half their wage in travel costs. Correct. And the other half That's on daycare, and then when they decide to go to a movie once every six months, they have to take <laughs> out a fucking mortgage. <laughs> for visitors to come to... And it needs to look busy. It needs, it needs to, look to look busy. Vibrant. It doesn't need to look as sort of slow and rambling. And yeah. it is. I'm in the cities all the time. And it's Listen. it's a very big frustration. You know, oh. they get distractions at home. Then oh. they get distractions at home. Yeah. Oh, it's a big... So she's in the city all the time and she's frustrated that there aren't enough consumers buzzing about buying sandwiches and coffee and going to her office buildings. No. She, that frustrates her. She, That's she makes, frustrating. She makes a very, very fair point. Fucking though. entitlement. There's, hey? there's, there's the fucking the gall. The fucking gall to accuse anyone else of selfishness. How no, fucking no, no, dare you? I need to stick up for this lady if, if I can, sir. I need, I need to take a moment and uh, stick up for this lady. Elitism at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. She refers to the, the distractions at home. The distractions at home. Yeah, like your so children. Let's think, about, <laughs> let's think about the distractions at home, okay? So today, for, for an example, at the Greeno household, mm. my distractions at home were uh, the wife uh, at one particular point asked if I wanted a coffee. Uh, how, how, how distracting! Yeah. And at one point, I had to go pick up my daughter from from school. Right. That was during my lunch break. Yep. And that was it. Okay. Now Very distracting the stuff. 
Now, so we're talking two people at that particular point distracted me from work. Mind you, mind you, I go to the fucking office and half a dozen, half a dozen assholes want to talk to me about the fucking footy on the weekend. (laughs) Do you know I don't even make a coffee, Greeno? I don't even make a coffee at the office anymore. Don't do it. It's not because I don't like coffee. I love coffee. I fucking love coffee. I'll take any excuse. Any excuse to drink a coffee, I will take. It's because whenever I go in there to make a fucking coffee, some fucking idiot starts walking up to me and wants to have a fucking conversation about their life, Greeno. Oh, I did this. It's like, mate, we're not mates, you know? Like, I'm not fucking... I am travelling in here because I'm being forced to, all right? I'm here to work. I'm not here to fucking socialise, you know what I mean? I'm not here for a chat. Like, yeah, you know, like, good morning, how are you? Yep, good, good, good. But I'm not going to get into these 20-minute conversations about your life. I'm sorry. Nice, Gary. So it's, you know what? Why, Greeno? It's fucking distracting. How do you like that? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you a story time from today. Oh, yeah. I like stories about pinatas. The two distractions that I had, the wife asked if I wanted coffee, and then obviously yeah, I had to go pick up my daughter during my lunch break. Yep. So that's two two distractions. Now, in the course of the day, I on Teams, mm. I had maybe 28 interruptions from people. <laughs> of me trying to pump out my work, yep. 28 people messaging me. Now, the beauty of Teams is I can now look away slightly mm-hmm. and go, this thing that I'm currently working Priority on task version, here. Yep. I need to do this calculation and this report because it's got to be done by COB. And then whatever their query is, I will address that in, you know, once this particular urgent item is done. You can prioritize. You don't have assholes walking up to you going, hey, Greeno, can you do this right now? Yeah. 20, if I've got those people in the office with me, and this is what used to happen, those 28 people would come up to my desk, sit on my desk. Yes. Fucking give me the small talk for 12 minutes yep. before they ask me the question they're interrupting my very urgent report to do yes. to the point where I have to go, I need to go to the other side of the fucking office so yep. people can't find me. Yep. And then they go find me anyway. Yep. Uh, the interruptions, the distractions, the distractions at home are much less frequent yep. than the distractions, the distractions that happen in a workplace environment. I've got to a- the point of like, Five percent of the distractions I get at home yes. compared to what I do when I go in the office. I'm going to go in on Wednesday, day, man. I'll report to you yeah. how many minutes of actual work I do on Wednesday yep. because my two historical trips into the office mm. have been zero percent, like know what, zero work done. You know what I find I'm myself planning day, mo. Oh, I, for I, 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 this I believe week, you. Yeah. I've got nothing. I'm like I'm looking at this week ahead, and I'm like, I've got to do five days worth of work in four days because I'm going to go in the office on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the reality of the situation i i actually plan for the office days so i save a bunch of drone work like you know the work that you don't really have to worry busy think work. about busy work so i save that for the office days so at least i can do that you know mm. like because it's not it's not a big dedication like i don't have You're to really juicy stuff done. no so uh, and I save it for those days because like why? Because well I'm I'm wasting my fucking time coming here in the first place. <laughs> now I'll give you a little story time. I like stories about pinatas. The ironic thing for me is like so our office recently moved offices. They went from like a, a like a bit of a dingy kind of pokey office into a brand new office of, I don't know maybe a few months ago or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Now the ironic thing for me was like so 
they they made a big song and dance about we want everyone to come back together. It's post COVID. It's it's this kind of stuff. You know what we've been listening to here so far tonight. It's this kind of mentality, just sexed up a little bit, made you know more palatable. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, we want unity and collaboration and that kind of thing. But it's yeah, coming from God. the same place, you know, like. It's coming from the same place. We want people to look busy. We want things looking busy. Yeah, um, it, it's not about the actual thing that's happening. It's the facade yes. of what's happening. Now, yeah. ironically to me, and maybe I'm an idiot, I don't know, but I find it strange that on one hand I'm getting told about how wonderful it is to all come together and have you know unity and stuff, and then that what they did was in the new office, they put these dividers up in between everybody. So... <laughs> So every, so you're sitting there and you're in your own chatting. little you're in your own little yeah. cubicle though. Yeah. So you can't act, so you're actually just traveling to another building now to sit no. in a little cubicle separated from everyone anyway. So ah, are you forgetting the small talk while you're getting your coffee sir? The small talk while you're getting no, your coffee. I, I guess. And, and then there's other rooms, like there's like quiet rooms and stuff in the office, like a beanbag room. And I'm like they're like well you don't know, go in there and sit on the beanbags. I'm like yeah, but I can do that at home. You know, I don't need to drive for an bad. hour. Yeah, got a comfy chair. It's yeah. fine. Like, there's a ping pong table in there. And I go, okay, again, I don't, I've got a pool table at home. I, you know what I use it for? I use it for laundry. I put washing I like on it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not driving an hour to play a pool. Play game of pool. Wow. Yeah, I can do that at home, and I don't. You know what I do do? I, I work. <laughs> I work there. Nice, Gary. Busy. Yeah. So we need to look busy and we need people to come together. But while they are together, we're going to create little uh, barricaded little cubicles for them all and separate them again. It's separate just bizarre. Them. Now, uh, after a couple of clicks, I found an article that um, this person had posted, Greeno, from uh, almost a year ago, 12 months on, Greeno. Same f- lady? Same lady. The phenomenon uh, of the phenomenon of working from home is starting selfish. to see some shifts. They're selfish. Have a listen to this. Following Elon Musk's statement, so this is back when people like this used to love Elon Musk, by the way. Yeah. Last year. Following Elon Musk's statement last week, ordering his Tesla office employees back to work and Zoom shares slumping more than 80% recently, the experience of working from home might be seeing some dramatic changes. Senior leaders are thinking, so she's reporting on what people are thinking. Nice, Gary. So anyway, she tried to float this idea a year ago. Yeah. No one bought it, no. and then she's like, "I need to call Ben Fordham in 2023." Yes, almost a year later, because yeah. no one bought last year. Maybe they'll buy this year. Senior leaders are thinking that as their leases come to an end, downsizing would be a good solution for the bottom line. So she's actually going with what our argument was last year, Greeno. Nice, nice Gary. Gary. We'll give it for that. Nice, and Gary. Wait, wait, wait. She's obviously going to argue something else, though, sir. Well, well, well you know, back in my day, yeah. <laughs> I had to catch the train for two hours. Greener. They're missing something much more much more important. Yes, that's right. Senior leaders are thinking that as their leases come to an end, downsizing would be a good solution for the bottom line. But are they missing something much bigger in the picture? It's a fact. Some employees love working from home in their tracky dacks, logging into a Zoom or Teams meeting, not having to show their face, having saved their time and their money getting to work for the organisations that employ them. Um, yep. Nice, Gary! Uh, yes. And what is your point? <laughs> yeah. She's even admitting saved time and money. <laughs> They are saving yep. time and money. Saving their time and their money. Yep. Which data, is exactly what's happening. Data you know, is... You're not traveling? Look at this. Yeah. 
Data is showing that ambitious, intelligent, hardworking and creative people will return to the office as their preferred choice from now on. Show, what what show data? data? Now there show is the data. No, there's no link provided, obviously. No, there's no data. Way. There's no data. There's no data like the uh Every, every there's no leak. Seconds, this has not been every sourced. Every 90 seconds, someone's joining Australian <laughs> Every 90 seconds. Every 90 <laughs> seconds, someone's going, you know what? I wish I was working back in the office full time. <laughs> <laughs> That's the data we're referring to here. Data is showing that ambitious, intelligent greener. So you're an idiot if you don't want to get, travel in. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're a fucking moron. $400 to only, sit on a train for 700 hours a week. Only, only fucking morons want to save time and money instead of gallivanting, scurrying about the filthy fucking city ordering a sandwich to make property sandwich owners happy. <laughs> a fucking dodgy sushi roll. Only a fucking idiot would want to do that. <laughs> Those individuals want to understand the culture of the company they work for. You know what a culture of a company would be good? One that says, you know what, if you don't need to come in, don't do it. <laughs> that sounds yeah. like a great Listen, culture to me. No, the culture is, let's not do meaning, menial tasks for the sake of doing yeah. them to look like we're doing something. Yeah. A good culture is, hey, if you can stand by your productivity, that's good enough for me, bro. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming. They want to collaborate. They want to be noticed by their mentors for promotions. That's smart. Look, yeah. if someone says to me, I want to go in the office every day, I'm not fucking promoting that person. No. Because I know they're, they're going to be the Little least suck productive ass. person. <laughs> they're going to be the least productive person in my team. That's right. And I don't want them in charge. Because they're walking, around, they're walking around sipping coffee, doing the lean. I, like, I wish I'm... I could install like an electric buzzer that I have a button to on my desk. You know, when someone tries to lean on your cubicle and like, so yeah. they're setting up for like a 10 minute chat and you just go <laughs> like an electric like Batman, fence. Batman yeah. one Joker buzzer. I yes. like it. <laughs> Those individuals want to understand the culture of the company they work for. They want to collaborate. They want to be noticed by their mentors for promotions. Dot, dot, dot. Smart exclamation mark. See, I believe these four thinking employees, will will they be the winners in the next... That's I'm sorry, that's how it's written, by the way. Uh, so yeah. we're saving money on editing, obviously, by going into yeah. the office. <laughs> See, the uh, editor's obviously working from home. Yes. See, I believe these four thinking employees, will they be the winners in the next two to three years? Those organisations that create the best office environments to entice this calibre of employee will be in a great position to benefit from their talent. This is the longest of long fucking bows I've ever seen. No, draw. And, and to be fair, like I've seen the people that want to go into the office. You know the, that get, yeah. you, know, you know the people that want to get in the office demo? They want, the people just want to fuck colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> they're horny single people. Fuck their colleagues. <laughs> like, but in that then, case, no, I'm calling bullshit on that. You only have to show up for the Christmas party. That's the Christmas want. party. That's it. Yeah. Like, you know, all night, even Fridays. That's you why know, you know, Look, Fridays. trust me, you don't want Monday to Friday colleague sex because you have to see them in the fucking office saying, all Thursday, the time. Rock up, you rock up Friday. And you take him out for drinks. Imagine, imagine how many co-workers you could fuck if you were working from home. <laughs> you know, yeah, you could bring your laptop. We'll log in together. Story time. I messaged. <laughs> I, I like stories mate. about pinatas. I was with my mate for about three years, and I was like, "Hey, man, you, you go to the office at all at the moment?" Just because I'm like, I'm stuck going in this week. So I'm like, oh, if he happens to be going in one day a week. I'll go in with him. We'll get on the piss. Like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, like, come in on this particular day because I'm going to be here, man. I haven't seen you forever. be good to catch up. We'll go have some beers. Hmm. So <laughs> messaging him and he's like, no, nah, man, I ain't going in the office. What nice, are you Gary. talking about? No, nice, um, Gary. So I'm like, no, fair call. I'm like, he's like, oh, why are you asking? Told him that reason. He's like, oh, I might come in. I'm like, no, no, no. 
Do not come in just for me. No. Fuck that. Because once again, the only reason you're coming in is to socialize, not to work. Yeah, exactly. And that's the only reason I message him, not to go, hey, man, we're going to be more productive in the office today mm. if you come in on the Wednesday. Yep. It's, hey, we haven't seen each other for three years. Why don't you come into the office? Yeah. And uh, look, I, I work at, like, there's a friend at the place that I work, like a, a really good friend. And um, you know what? Like, if we want to social, guess what? It's not going to be at the fucking office. Like, if we see each other there, it's like, hey, bro, how you going? It's good. And then maybe we'll grab a bite or something as well. Um, but if we're socializing, it's out of the office hours. Okay, we're going to be getting, we're going to be eating meat and getting drunk or something. You know, like, we're not going to be talking about spreadsheets. Distractions at home. Distractions at home, though, Damo. You're missing the distractions at home. Yeah. Be in a position, this is the uh, advice being offered here, be in the position to attract them. Our workplace strategy can enlighten senior management on the latest data. So come and listen to our sales pitch team. Who's going to tell you that every 90 seconds there's another person that wants to go back to the office and we're going to create this magical fucking space with water fountains and you know bean bags and it's going to be fucking great and they'll be they'll be clawing over their mothers greeno to try and get on the train sit there for an hour smell the urine when they get off at the station you know get accosted by a homeless person but guess what it'll be good because they'll be busying about the city they'll be ordering sandwiches and they won't be selfish and that's the main thing I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a little bit of devil's advocate at the back Please. end of this. I realise this segment has turned into the daily boogie. By the way, side note, mm. like this segment has gone for fucking. Well, it, 40 is, it is half my show, so and why it's not? Half your show. No, I was about to say, fucking nice, Gary, to you. <laughs> Thank you. To sneaking nice your show Gary. into this show, where you, I'm like, as we got to like the third link. And I'm like, hang on, you keep on replaying the same video. And I'm like, this show's turned to the Daily Boogie for one second. That's what he does like on it. his show. He keeps playing the same line over and he over again. The same line over and over and over. Because I want to <laughs> embed it. I want to embed it in your brain. I want you to remember the words that you heard. They're just selfish. They're, They're just, just selfish. selfish. They're just selfish. You so need to remember the the attitude here, the mentality. 100%. So I'll play devil's advocate to this lady for one one second, please. I agree with her on one point. I still, I think there is an importance in developing a culture and developing a, a thing by making people go into the office mm-hmm. once a year would be my counter argument. At the Christmas party when everyone's getting away. At Christmas party yeah. when everyone gets pissed and hooks up. Yes. That's all we need. That's, that's all we need. Nice like, I've, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing my boss from Melbourne mm-hmm. who I haven't seen in three years. Why? Well, firstly, he's in Melbourne. Secondly, we obviously have been locked down. Thirdly, we don't work in the office anyway. So I wouldn't have seen him regardless mm. of whether we were going into the office. Yep. Uh, but it'd be nice to see him. There's other colleagues I've never met in person. I'm looking forward to seeing them, but not because I'm going to do more work. I'm looking forward to seeing them so I can meet him and we go out and have dinner that night. Yeah. So there's there's something to the argument of, oh, look, it'd be nice to meet people and have dinner and socialise, blah, blah, blah. Mm. However, if that's inside work hours, it's counterproductive and it needs to be yeah. It's more of an outside. Like, if you want to pay me to do it, excellent, which is what's going to happen to me on Wednesday. But it's like that's not going to put money in this lady's pocket because if I say to this lady, hey, here's the arguments for going into an office no. and it's just to hang out and socialise, well, that kind of – deflates her point because she's like well how am i gonna how am i gonna get this money because she's selfish damo she's selfish, selfish. how am i gonna fit out things for you guys just to socialize yeah do and i look, need to start installing ping pong tables and pool tables everywhere yeah bean bags 
and whatnot. Beanbags. You need more beanbags. Um, and look, like you know, let's be brutally honest here. Like, I don't particularly care what this person says. This, this is the fucking reality. No, we right? just found this funny. That's yeah, all. Yeah, but this, this is the fucking reality. Unfortunately, you can talk about this generation is selfish, but yes, but. Like, I know there are good boomers out there, but collectively, can you please just fucking move on, all of you, all right? You have done yeah. enough. You've done enough. Thank you for your service, all right, to, to planet Earth, the boomer generation. And obviously, if you're a good one, I'm not talking to you. But if you're not a good one, then you know who you are, right? Yeah, so, off. please, you've done enough. You they, Just because um, medical science has increased to the point where now you live much longer doesn't mean you need to keep, you know, being in jobs and annoying on. and changing everything for everyone who follows afterwards. So, unfortunately for you, the reality is, regardless of what you think of the motivations of the generations that come after you, they now have a different option available and they're not going to give it up again. And the problem is if you want the best people, you're going to have to give them what they want. And if what they want is, you know, flexible arrangements, well then if you don't offer it, then you won't fucking get them. It's that simple. You're not going to get the best people. It's as simple as you're that. You're not going to get the best fucking people. The people and the smart are, businesses, are gonna, look, the smart businesses are going to be the ones, like, and we're talking small to medium-sized business. Obviously, global corporate behemoths can buy up all the office space they want, and it doesn't particularly yeah. matter if it's Phil or not because they're yeah. making profit, all right? So it doesn't matter. But the small to medium-sized businesses, the smart ones will be actually the ones who sit down and go, you know what, we can hire people, uh, we can offer them less money for a start because people will take less money for more flexible work options as well. 100%, mate. That's why, like, I could go get, I'm doing it now. I could get, <laughs> like, get 30% more than what I get paid wage-wise yes. at another company, but they want people in the office two days a week, and I'm like, ah, not worth not it. Not worth it, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I'm not interested in the money, really. It's not the, like... Uh, I need a certain amount to like get by, but yeah, that's yeah, all yeah. I need. So I'm happy with that. Um, you know, so you can offer people less money. You can save money. You can be, you know, a company that's known for, you know, giving people what they want and being a good place, a happy place to work. And that's mm -hmm. just the way that the business is going to shift as more and more coming. We're not fucking sitting at typewriters anymore. That people aren't walking up and putting things in physical filing cabinets. That's the only reason the office exists today the as a concept. Because everything used to be in a paper file. If the internet, if the internet was invented at the same time as the printer and the computer and the fax machine and stuff, then there would be no office buildings. It would still be like um, you know homes and townhouses and shit in the city where the office buildings now are, and that's also yeah. the reality. So. The internet has removed this need for physical uh, filing of papers and signing of documents. It's all electronic now. So this this vestige that you're holding onto, you're hanging onto for grim death, the thing that's been your fucking gravy train for the last hundred years is now coming you, to an end. Milk that teat as hard as you can. That's right. It's coming to an end. And guess what? There's yeah. no. There is actually no logical reason. There is no logical reason for people to continue to the, attend the office. And you know how I know? Because I just heard the person whose business it is to get people back to the office make the argument that you just have to do it because back in my day, we caught a train for two hours and it needs to look busy. I like and stories about in the office. <laughs> and you don't know what you don't know. That's, no, that's how I know I'm right because that's yes. what's the best you've fucking got. So. 100%. <laughs> Nice, Gary. Yeah, that was a little Daily Boogie rant, wasn't it? It was 100% Daily Boogie rant. It was good. I liked it. Because um, we're passionate about this, not just because we, we have that situation, but like just the... Because right, everyone should. Like everyone who can should. 
hundred percent. And this like, is coming from a guy, like, and I'm not coming. I'm not some precious fucking uh, office fucking snowflake here. Uh, I worked like on the road for twenty years, fucking yeah, twenty two a, years. Two a.m. fucking snowstorm on well, snowstorms, but like. Like thunderstorms, hailstorms. I'd gone out. I've gone out and worked in the city. It's uh, it's assholes like this, Greeno, who would be the ones complaining that I'm making too much noise when I'm in a fucking tropical cyclone trying to empty their bins at night. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. They're the ones who stick their head out. Some of us have to work in the morning. You know, it'll be fucking office for some reason. Shrill, shrill (laughs) trash like this. You know, so they can go fuck themselves. Hundred percent, they can go fuck themselves. They, like I said, they had their gravy train, and now suddenly they're it's like, oh, to an the end. gravy train's yeah. over. It's coming to an end. Go fuck yourself. In the same way that the merchants in the city who overcharge because it's a tourist area, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we got CBD, we've got guaranteed customers. Fuck them. Let's charge them forty five dollars for a sandwich. Yeah, and 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 and, they get, they and when they the say, and Greeno, and you know what, I do feel bad for the sandwich makers. And when they say, well, we have to charge that much because that's what the rent is. Guess who we refer the conversation back to again. Back to this fucking. <laughs> <laughs> so, hang on. Are you trying to tell me that the people who are charging you this corporate rent are, mm. you know, saying that it's actually our fault that you're not making money? Uh, is that yeah. what they're saying? Or yeah. is that, again, because uh, otherwise they would have to admit that they've been gouging the business owners in the CBD for. 100%. Yeah, so unfortunately they're not going to do that. No, they're going to call you lazy and selfish instead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest days, like the greatest day I ever had in the city was when I had to go in the office for like a, an office orientation. We moved to a new building. Yeah. The greatest day I ever have in a city is when I leave, Greeno. That, no, at that no, moment, no. it's the, the best day of I my life. I went on a Wednesday at like 11 a.m. and it was a ghost town. And I'm like, this is the best the city's ever been. Yeah. I can get in here. I can walk around. Yeah. I'm not queuing up for fucking 45 minutes. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm suffocating by people around me. Yeah. This is the greatest. Yeah. Went to the bar. There was no fucking Line, line, quick beer, we're all good. Let's get on the train. Oh, the train's on time because there's not four billion people trying to squeeze on the same train line. Um, all of a sudden, was, Sydney's yeah. infrastructure didn't feel so outdated and antiquated and dilapidated. All of a sudden, it was quite comfy and roomy. It's it like, was quite oh, comfy. Hey, it was nice. actually, yeah, you know, fit for fit for use. One size fits all. Fit for, all one. of a sudden, it was fit for use when we took out fifty <laughs> percent of the commuters. All of a sudden, More. it worked. It was like five percent of the commuters. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen. I'd seen. I lie. I'd seen it that quiet, and that was during the Christmas period yeah. when no one went into the office. In saying <laughs> that, I, I will admit, like when I was because I was working in the city during the nights during COVID and there were some parts of the city where I remember it would just be 2am, the place is fucking packed. And I mean, like, the, the street is blocked because it's just full of people, like, just crossing yeah. the road whenever they want, drinking, eating, pissing, you know, you know, fighting, whatever they're doing. Yeah. And driving up that road and I was literally, I was, I was swinging from one side of the road to the other in my truck because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the only person who's awake in the city right now. This is incredible. <laughs> So I was enjoying the experience, um, but it was very eerie. There was something eerie, spooky no, about it. I, I agree, eerie, but at the same time, like, yeah. this is the best city's ever been because yeah. my I hate the city because it was always too busy. Like, we used to have this thing back in the day where some, a few of our friends would always want to go to the city for their birthdays, and we fucking hated it, but we did it because they were our boys. And then whenever we had our birthdays, we're like, we ain't leaving our area because it's quiet and the beers are way cheaper. And the reason we hate it was because it was just so busy. So it's nice to see kind of suddenly the local areas have become more busy. That's true. Than, than the city areas. So. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a big uh, proponent of you know uh, 
like like say you know suburban decentralization i guess for want of a better term like i i really i really don't like the idea of five million people being kind of piled one on top of the other and just crammed into very small spaces humans aren't meant to live that way we're just not when we have we've never lived that way except for the last couple of hundred years say can Um, we uh as as a counter argument to this lady because apparently we're selfish hmm. Have we thought about the uh, uptick in local business in all kind of areas outside of the city? No, 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 because, because she doesn't. She, mate, she's not developing properties in the western she's suburbs, mate. In She's in the, the CBD is. market, the millionaires if market. She was smart. Sure. She would go. Well, hang on. Once again, she's 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 not a box thinker, man. She's not a fixer. No, because you know nothing about property. Yeah. You, know, you know nothing about property development. I know nothing about business. Sweet, yeah. we're going to fix it. If she was smart, she'd be like, "Where can I develop shit that might actually still be used?" Yeah. Because you, sometimes you look at a particular thing and you're like, "Well, this is now dead wood." Like fucking, let's move on from the dead wood. CBD office mm. space, yeah. dead wood. Yeah. Let's fucking rip that down. Let's turn that into an apartment. Mm. And we can sell that prick overlooking the water for fucking millions. Mate, I've a, just made a shit ton of money. Oh, mate, there's a couple of places that have gone up in the last two years around my area. So, like, let's say, I don't want to be too specific, but, you know, no, like... No, we're the, not going to be specific. But there's areas, places in your area, let's just call yeah, that. Like, let's say between, you know, let's go from where we grew up roughly, right? Let's say 20 minutes either east or west, okay, in that range I'm talking about. There's places in the last couple of years, there's been like, they've been building a whole bunch of like little shopping development. Like if shopping is your thing, I'm not a big shopping person. If I ever go to a shop, it's because I'm going for one specific thing and I want to park close and grab it and then fucking leave. And it's unavailable online. But I do understand that people can, there are people out there who can spend a whole day just shopping. And that doesn't mean shopping. That means going to the cafe in the morning, getting a cuppa and then walking around and looking at this, looking at that. And then maybe you can't see a fucking movie during the day or you get your hair done or something and then you keep looking around the other shop. I understand that people do that and enjoy that, so I understand that there's a market for it. Don't get me wrong. Now, in the area that I live, in the last couple of years, there's been at least four or five of these little kind of shopping villages pop up out of fucking nowhere. And it's I love got, a village, though. I do love a village, isn't, too. Isn't a monstrosity. I can get in, get my shit, get That's out. That's right. But it's got all your options there. It's everything you need. It's employment It's employment for the local people who live fucking locally, Greeno. Yeah. Because locally. now, guess what? Because, again, we're, these people live in – these people are fucking dinosaurs. And I'm going to show you the example there. Well, it's going to make sure it's up on the screen. We're dealing point. with fucking dinosaurs. Once upon a time when yeah. I was a kid, we used to have to travel into the city for everything. Like everything we were buying, basically, it was either the city or Penrith and you couldn't get half of the shit at Penrith. So if you wanted some fucking special thing or you were doing we were something. We had to do a CD. We had to go to uh, Utopia. Utopia at, in uh, the fucking city. You had to spend yeah. a whole day going into the city to buy a thing. That doesn't exist anymore. Half of the shit you can get offline, uh, online. And the other half, there's a local shopping village 10 minutes down the road where you can get everything you need. So the people who have made their millions over the years in the CBD by drawing people in, they're getting attacked from all. It's not just COVID and people working from home. It's also that as well. Because other developers are like, we don't have the money to develop in the CBD, but we will create like a little kind of mecca 
um, you know, shopping village out here, which will be a magnet for all of our local people, will get the uh, approval from the local council because we're providing like X amount of fucking jobs and creating Ooh. local revenue. And so that's decentralization of population centers. I love that shit. You know, well, also on, on top of that, you've also got a situation where uh, those businesses that otherwise would not exist, not have existed, mm-hmm. me, uh, are now populated by people in yeah. their lunch break because they work from home, can duck up 10 minutes from their shop, 10 minutes from their workplace, i.e. Yep. their home, yep. go into their local community, populate, hand over coin, like I did today with the fucking stupid uh, buffalo sauce, Lunch break. Oh, here you go. There's a hundred dollars. Thanks for coming. Yeah. If I was working in the city, I wouldn't have done that. I probably would have gone. Oh, it's just I don't have time for it. I'm gonna go. I'll just deal with the fucking big conglomerate supermarket in the morning mm-hmm. tomorrow. I'll just buy everything from there. Yep. I don't know, man. I had a little bit of time on my lunch break today. I went to the local exactly. kind of like small, yep. small good store. Handed over money to the local community, that's it. which is now available because it's all kind of yeah centralized. It's always like, my preference as well. Like the local grocer here is um it's a franchise it's so they're like mm. private owners uh, they're always my first port of call even the lady books is like why do you go there they charge more and i'm like yeah they charge more who gives a fuck i'm supporting like the locals i want to yeah, i want to i, I agree, shut man. up and take yeah. my fucking money if i can find a way to not give money to coles or woolies or whatever it may be i try to like i can't do grocery shopping iga because that's a big fucking thing anyway but like the the more like the more niche things like yeah your meats and, and whatnot I'd rather hand that over to local local business or yep. small business. And same with takeaway. Like, you know my fucking thoughts on Maccas, but yep. when I buy takeaway, like I try and avoid where I can the KFCs. I'd rather buy like local the local chicken Chinese shop. restaurant, yeah. the local fish and chip shop, the yep. local yep. kind of Thai restaurant. Exactly. Just because I'm like, oh, at least I feel like I'm supporting like local business because exactly. that's better for the community. And once again, if I was in the office, I wouldn't be like, I want to bought some soft shell crab the other week from like the local tire place hand over 20 bucks there i don't mind that i would have been forking over 40 in the city for someone who doesn't really need it you know what i mean so and and so and just one final parting point to this person who's made the argument that we're all selfish because we don't want to go through all this no hang on one one final one final one final parting insult and I, how fucking dare you say to me, oh, I used to travel into the city two hours. You know what? I bet you fucking live in the city now, though, don't you? And guess what? When I was a kid, I had to travel into the city two hours to do fucking anything. Not just work, but anything. Buy something, go out for the night, pay the exorbitant prices, try and find parking. Had to do all of that for fucking anything, not just work. So fuck you. I think we know, those of us who grew up out here in the West, we know far more what it means to commute into the city than you fucking do. Even well, though 40 fact. years ago you maybe caught the train for a couple of, oh, fu- oh, pardon you. Pardon fucking me. How awful that must have been. Fuck off. <laughs> you don't know I'm anything that, about that, fucking that commuting. Lady, that lady does not work in an office. <laughs> I bet she does. Nice. No, <laughs> If she does, it's definitely not a local CBD. Yep. So there you go. Anyway. All right. Uh, rundown. We have fucking ignored 99% of it. Let's uh, do a Shohei Statman. Okay. Let's do a Shohei Statman and a Royal Statman before we go because fucking it's always good to have a Shohei Statman. That's part okay. of it. That's now a staple of our show. I'm a it's not uh, our fault. Just... If, by the way, if you don't care about the show, hey, Statman, don't blame us. He creates so many stats. He creates history every week. <laughs> yeah. Once again, so second good. time, 
Second time in three weeks, this is not even the stat, man. Second time in three weeks, he was one leg short of uh, hitting for the cycle whilst being the starting pitcher. Never happened before, but he's done it. He's almost done it twice in a week. I was sitting there watching, and then the last at bat he had, he needed a double, he hit a single. So he ended up going like four. I think he had four hits, one walk, one out, and unfortunately he missed the cycle by one leg, and he was starting pitcher and got the win. Mm-hmm. He's fucking ridiculous. He uh, but here's his stat, man. Um, so he's, a, he's, a, he's actually a legitimate freak of nature. Like, you need to – we all need to – like, even if you're not a baseball fan. I'm not a, I'm not a baseball fan, but yeah, I'm a fan. It, right? well, I'm it's amazing, a, eh? I appreciate, like, the best History. being the best. Yeah. Yeah. So like, like, I, don't know know. I don't like soccer, but I appreciate what Lionel Messi does. Yes. Because I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm watching one of the greatest ever. Like, I feel like he's in that kind of Maradona kind of realm when it comes to, like, mythology of the uh, – in soccer history, in hopefully I'm still alive in 40 years. Yeah. Um, We'll reflect back and go, oh man, we watched one of the greatest we ever got to, to do see it. him play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I feel. And I know nothing about soccer. I don't like soccer, but I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, Messi did this. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, 100%. um, that's how I imagine you feel about show. Yeah, you definitely need to like take stock of because this is this guy's like a fucking. He's a he's he's once in a, he's one in a million kind of. He's one in a billion. Yeah, one in a billion. Once in generation, one in six oh, billion. Three generations. Yeah, that's, he's <laughs> he's that good. He's ridiculously good. And you should be thankful that you get to see it happen, you know? it's nuts. Exactly. Yeah. Well, in that game I was talking about, he became the first pitcher in the history to hit a home run, a triple, and a single and only ha- and have a walk in one game. Jesus. Uh, so he missed out on the soccer ball one leg, not getting double. Now, I watched this game because anytime Shohei's pitching and also Mike Trout is also one of the, the greatest to ever play the game. Mm-hmm. So I tune in to Angels games uh, as, as frequently as I can yeah. to watch two of the greatest ever to do it. I try and I try and search history now. Yeah. Uh, it's just wild that they play for a team that's never going to win anything. Never right? going to win anything because they're <laughs> fucking the rest of them suck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I was watching and Shohei. As Isn't a that pitcher, such an LA mentality though? Let's just get a couple of really good players and we'll sell a lot of tickets. And who cares if we fucking make finals? Who cares if we win? They stuff? Were, like to be fair, they are trying. They just kept on buying the wrong players. Like. They they missed, like they they didn't draft and develop and yeah the, aside from Trout and Otani well Otani they didn't spend a lot of money on because okay, he was a too. Japanese free agent right so there's only a certain there's a limited amount of money contract yeah that's right yeah so he actually has never been a free agent he's so we're like waiting we're waiting for someone to actually throw the fucking kitchen sink at him well that's know? well that's what they're saying man this off season because he's a free agent they're like well what will he get and people are trying to guess because the highest contract I think is. Four hundred and fifteen million. He'll, he should. Head. He should. He should. Like morally and statistically, blow that out of the fucking water. Well, Let's make it six hundred million. He's, he's either gonna get. He's gonna get another fifty percent. It's either gonna get something that starts with a five, right? He's gonna get fifty million a year, mm-hmm. which has never been done for however many years he wants, years, yeah. or he's gonna get five hundred million. Over which is the highest ever over whatever many years he wants. How old so is he? 27, 28? Uh, I think he's 30. He, like, yeah. I think 29, maybe. 
29. Because you've got to remember, he, he was in the Japanese league for a long time before he came. Yeah. So, he wasn't I, available to so is, it, is it correct to say, you'd know better than me, at around the age of 35, 36, he's going to have to pick one, pitching or hitting, and, and well, stick to it? People thought that when he came over. I know. So. But, but when you get to like 35, I know you can have a long career as a pitcher and a long yeah. career as a hitter, but I don't know anyone that can do I think both. What's gonna, I think what, he's only 28, so he'll be 29 when he becomes a free agent. So um, so you got six what, years max of him oh, doing doing both. I think I, I think he's going to be – I think because effectively what will happen, he'll be an elite pitcher for a few more years, and then suddenly you've still got an amazing hitter. Because you've got to remember, so, too, they play far less games in Japan, so his body is probably not an American 29-year-old baseball body it's probably like a 20 year old baseball it's, yeah, true, it's a bit like the gary teams. it's a bit like gary ablett jr right like not this is not afl uh second, that, but that's not rugby league, yeah. but that's not rugby league so <laughs> gary ablett jr is one of the greatest ever afl players his dad was also one of the greatest ever players but uh that aside gary ablett jr played well into his 30s like quite late and the argument that was made ironically was when he was younger, when he was a younger player, he didn't train very hard and didn't try very hard for like the first four or five. He was just naturally gifted, so he, he got juice in his legs. Yeah, yeah. So he actually like didn't wear his body out. So at the age Ooh. of like 36, 37, he was still really, really good. And it's probably because his body wasn't thirty seven years old. Like most footy players, when they get to thirty seven, their body's actually fifty years old. Whereas yeah. his was kind of he was still a young man. And I think the same thing might apply here with the Japanese because I'm sure in the off season he probably had the best care the best physiotherapist the best medical care all that stuff and they played like a quarter of the games so his 28 29 year old body in the american system it's probably just coming into its fucking strengths if anything you know like with more conditioning more match play he's probably getting fucking better and stronger yeah well yeah you're kind of on the right track there because what was happening in japan is they let him do whatever he wanted right Right. and i know the show is fucking meant to be already finished but i just want to quickly touch on this point um so in japan they let him do what he wanted to right so he like he pitched whenever he wanted and he hit like every day because that's what he wanted he was the and kid like, who was the best player the, on the team who said like yeah, no i'm gonna like, pitch now i'm gonna bat man. now yeah <laughs> this is all good so they didn't do it and then when he got to america they were like no we really need to like they overanalyzed it right they were like oh no we need to make sure you and pitch every seventh day and you hit three out of four and they did like the american mlb over analysis of it yeah and what ended up happening? Like not, it's not because of that. They, sta- they up, numbered it to death, out, though. He ended up blowing his, his elbow out, got uh, Tommy John surgery. And then after a few the years... The sports scientists like, got into him, basically. They got in too much. Mm-hmm. And then after after the injury happened, he's, they, they, they kind of let the leash go and said, okay, you tell us. You know your like, body. yeah. You know your body. You tell us what you want to do. Sorry, to, like, sorry to interrupt, but can I just say yeah. that was... Literally the exact same thing that happened with Gary Hablett Jr. The coaches were like, no, no, he has his own nutritionist. He does his own training regime. And they're like, well, how can you allow that to happen? It's like, because he's such a professional. He knows his own body and he he knows knows what he he can and can't do. He knows his body. It it would be stupid. He's one of the greats. It would be stupid of us to tell him what he needs to do to prepare for a game. So we don't. We let him prepare. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to manage greats. We let him work from home. (laughs) We let him decide. You're able to work from home and still get 30 disposals. That's how good Gary Ablett is. (laughs) So this is basically what happened to Shohei two sorry three years ago they said look okay we've been putting all these kind of like 
false uh, markers in front of you. You need to hit these you, markers. Yeah. Fuck it. Like, okay, do like, you tell us. Skin folds, like, Greeno. Goes, skin fold tests. <laughs> yeah, I want to pitch every, every five days and I also want to hit every day. Yep. And like, okay, well, that's more than what we'd recommend, but go for it. And he went out and had the greatest history, greatest season oh, in history. Scary. And since then, he's gotten better and better yep. because his condition, back to your point from about seven minutes ago, hmm. he's conditioned his body to be used to that. Yep. He said, fuck the nutritionist, fuck like the sports scientists. I know, I what, know I'm doing. What, what he can do, right? Like, yep. I know I can pitch every five days. I know I can hit every day. Yep. Like, I don't need a day off after pitching because – I've trained my body to do this. Let me fucking do it and see what happens. And since then, before that, he was already fucking breaking all the records. But now he's breaking stupid records because they've just said, you go do it. So I think like this guy's proven enough that work from home works. Yeah. Even, yeah, he's definitely work from home works. So even with whatever his next contract is, to your original point of, oh, like one time he's going to have to give away one of them. Mm. That's what people said when he first signed. Oh, surely he's going to have to give away one of these and he's proved he doesn't. But if his arm does blow out, let's say at 34, 35 in five years' time, Mm. well, you've still got a guy who's going to go hit you 40 homes. So that's still worth fucking 500 million because you're going to have an amazing pitcher for the next five years and you've got an amazing hitter for a decade regardless. Yeah. So you or vice versa. If you want a pitcher, he can be a pitcher for a decade instead. How about that? Exactly. So, yeah. Realistically, he's going to be a hitter longer than he is a pitcher. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll switch to I don't know, man. I think of like uh, Randy Johnson who was pitching like at 42 and he was oh, still smoking yeah, it, you know. But he's not hitting, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like Randy Johnson wasn't going out in fucking 40 bombs. But, yeah, yeah I, but I, he'd, I understand he'd have a very good career as like, a relief pitcher well into his 40s, you know, if he wanted it. Shohei coming in going, hey, man. 45-year-old Shohei would still win games, you know. Oh, 100%, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just nickel and diamond, like, throwing the fucking curveball. He's a sweeper. Like, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, and then like, you know what? At 45, he'd still win games as a relief uh, pitcher. But you know what? Why don't, we, why don't we put him in as a fucking pinch hitter as well? Why not? <laughs> why not? You know, he'd probably hit a fucking home run as well. Like, pinch hit. Of course he Why not? So fucking, fucking chuck him in. Yeah. I, just, I just love, like, I'm one like you, man. I love watching history. I just, yeah, yeah I try, I go out of my way to make sure I watch Shohei. I get out of my way to watch uh, my track. And before we wrap up, mm. uh, we need to give some love to Zach Greinke, if we can, before we go. Zach Greinke. I don't even know who Zach Greinke is. Uh, uh, he becomes fucking, just the fifth were... pitcher. Well, I'm about to find out. He becomes yeah. the fifth pitcher in MLB history to strike out 1,000 different players. Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, you you would personally love Zach Greinke okay. for the simple fact that in interviews and outside of the baseball, he hates the media, Kimi right? Kimi Raikkonen style. No, Fuck Kimi, yes. Fuck he yeah. Kimi Raikkonen of MLB. These are always uh, my favorite athletes. And if you're not, like, there's two. I, I love the ones that use the media, like embrace it and go over the top, like Anthony Mundine, for example. Yeah. But I love them for different reasons. My like, I also love the Kimi Räikkönen types who treat the media with absolute like palatable disdain. You know, like they're just well, guy, you can tell that they're answering questions because they're being forced to, and they fucking hate your life. You know, I well, love that. With this guy, it's not particularly that yeah. he actually has social anxiety, ah. and unfortunately, unfortunately, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. Okay. who's been in a limelight who just doesn't like the media and just doesn't want to answer questions because he's socially anxious. Uh, you it's, know it's, what? It's, I, al- I also love that too. You know what, man? You fucking do you. Fuck them. You don't have to answer their stupid questions. 
If I was his manager, I'd say, you don't have to answer their fucking questions. You don't worry about sponsorship deals and shit. You're making more than enough money just playing the game, then go home and play Xbox, okay? Exactly. You know? <laughs> like, go home, eat Cheetos, play Xbox. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to get you that new contract, all right? You're good. Your numbers are great. 100%. So, <laughs> Work from home, baby. Work from home. <laughs> why, why I also think that uh, you'd like Zach Greinke uh, before we get to his stat, man. <laughs> so this is the kind of guy he is. So he's very, Understated. like... He's very understated, doesn't really like to say. They say he's one of the funniest guys ever, but he doesn't say anything really. So when Zach speaks, it's kind of amusing. But also having social anxiety yet being a professional athlete must be a hell of a fucking tightrope to walk, you know, because you've got literally millions of people watching you yet. I guess it's the thing, like, the pitchers are always like, no, no, I get in the zone and you can't hear anyone and all that kind of stuff, like, you know. But you'd have to be really good at blocking the shit out, though. If um, yeah. you had social anxiety, you wouldn't walk out on the fucking field in the first place, would you? Oh, I'm <laughs> like, yeah. But um, the reason I love Zach Greinke, so yeah, he doesn't doesn't speak much. Like, it, it's hard. Like, even when he has to do post-match interviews, he tries to keep it to a minimum. Yeah. So okay. uh, they ha- back when he was playing for the Dodgers back in 2013, mm. they had like they were struggling early in the year, and like they were the early favorites. Everyone's like, "This team is so good. We spent so much money. This team should be fucking kicking ass." Mm. So as what happens in fucking sporting environments, they're like players like. Team only meeting, fucking behind closed doors, uh, and inside like, the four walls, Greeno. Inside the four walls, one hundred percent, man. So they're like, look, uh, fucking this. This start of the season is not acceptable, um, boys. Anyone's got anything to say? We want you to fucking say it open now. forum. Glue. Start. That's when yeah, you start grilling forum. your teammates and saying you're fucking lazy, man. you're fucking yeah. us up, you're not working hard enough. Fuck you. You know, hundred percent, hundred percent. So. Zach Greinke is a guy who doesn't speak up at any point. Mm. And he raises his hand in this meeting as the raises first guy. Hand. So <laughs> He's like, still oh, being hey, polite. Hey. So everyone's like, fucking Zach's got something to say. And it must be bad. So, so, like, the manager looks over and is like, oh, look, Zach's got something to say here. And everyone's fucking expecting, like, he's going to fucking They're all on the edge of their seat. Yeah. He says nothing ever. And suddenly we've got this team meeting. Where we've got off to, like, a 12 and 25 start. We're meant to be favorites. This is unbelievable. Yeah. Zach's fucking, Zach's ready to fire up. This is unreal. Yeah. And he's like, I've got something to say. And the whole room went silent. Yeah. Like goes, a Western when when someone from out of town walks in. in. <laughs> and, and what do you <laughs> says in this team meeting is some of you guys have been doing number twos and not washing your hands. It's not good. I've noticed it happening even earlier today. So if you guys could be better about that, that'd be great. You know what? Because there's never a bad time to bring up personal hygiene. That's fucking I'm brilliant. Like, love I love it. Zach Granke. He's amazing. So I was so happy to see it. this. Some of you have been doing week. number twos and not washing your hands. That's <laughs> sorry, fucking. Earlier today, even. Like, if you, but then so polite about it. It's like, so if you guys could be better about it, that'd be great. Uh, <laughs> that, bring, that reminds me of a quick little story. I like time. stories about pinatas. work a while ago, they did one of those, you know, those kind of town hall situations where we go, we want to get all of the employees into a big room and we want yeah, them yeah, to yeah. voice their concerns. And nobody really... It, I hate those things because I find if you want, like, actual um, productive... <laughs> 
change. It has to be done on a much more intimate level, like a one-on-one situation. Oh, That's yeah. when you no can get the best No result. one's standing up talking about number two. Well, no, no. Fucking 400-person forum. Well, no, quite the opposite, actually. In those in those big forums, it, it usually just descends into a bitch fest. Like, oh, okay. how come I have to do this? Like, that's not right. And it's like dumb questions and idiotic yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking solutions proposed. Whereas you always get the best results if you can, like, talk one-on-one with someone. And um, so, yeah. So we were in this meeting and like the managing director of the company is like asking for suggestions about improving productivity. And one of the old ladies puts a hand up and she says, look, I don't know what's going on in this place recently, but the women's toilets are filthy. (laughs) And that's, I swear to God. (laughs) And they laughed at her and they were like, I laugh too because I'm like, well, look, it's not really the, it's not really what they were asking. I get that it's frustrating, <laughs> but it's not really what they were asking for. It's a fair point, though. It's I guess, point. I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah, because like, then they're like, you know, well, we can't have customers come here because if one of them is a woman and they need to use the toilet, they'll they'll Ooh. think that we're an awful company it's because the toilets are filthy. <laughs> So, yeah, very similar fucking vibe. So, yes, I, I guess uh, Zach Grinke is an old woman, I guess. No, well done. Wash your hands Grinke. after you do number twos. It's a good po- It's a good point to raise. It doesn't matter what again, meeting you're in. Why not? Once again, didn't demand it for anyone. He's just like, look, if you guys could be a bit better at it, about yeah. it that'd be great. Yeah. Like, didn't say, hey, you have to fucking do it. Stop fucking not washing your hands. He's just like, hey, well, again, if you guys like, can be better. Yeah. I would, That'd I would, have, yeah, like you know, just give them the wash. Whatever man. setting you're in, I guess it does. It's never an. It, the lesson here is, kids, it's never an inappropriate time to mention personal hygiene. Personal hygiene, especially yeah. after number twos. Especially after wash. number twos. All right, let's see how he celebrated. Zach Granke make his debut. Oh, no, no, sorry, pause, it, pause it. So, for context, he has just become. Think about how many pitches have pitched in MLB history. Oh, thousands like, of them, literally. Like hundreds of thousands, Not right? Hundreds of thousands. I think hundreds of thousands. Really? So Easily. do you reckon it's more than 99,000 pitchers have pitched yes. in the MLB? Yeah. Oh, I need to know now because that seems oh, like yeah. a lot. Pitches. I guess there's be a lot of guys who came in for like one game or something. 100%. Yeah. We're talking a game that's been around since the 1800s. Oh, uh, one like 1850s or something? Is that about right? Or, uh, or older? Major career. I don't need fucking leaders. I need total. Total, total number pitches. of pitches who have ever pitched. And it has to be like one pitch. Like they can't no, just be just on the pitch. roster. That's all we need. I'm saying total pitches. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to research that over okay. there. Maybe Jim N-Word can help us here because I know Jim's a big baseball fan. Jim, if you're listening, let us know one day how many total pitches, not pitches as in like the pitch, but pitcher, how many pitchers have pitched in uh, Major League Baseball. So I guess so. What are we considering, like since the first official baseball game onwards? Yeah, percent since like okay. the start of MLB, which was talking like the mid eighteen hundreds. Well, is that the start of MLB? Weren't there two different leagues and they merged and all that kind of weird yeah, stuff? Yeah, but that's or? yeah, they're all the same. Isn't, isn't MLB, MLB? Didn't MLB only start like relatively recently? Oh, not relatively. I'm talking about going back to both the American uh, start League, of and the National American League, League yeah. and the National League. Which became the MLB. So let's say, for argument's sake, fifty, five, like fifty thousand pitches. Fifty thousand. Okay. There's only five that have ever done what Zach Rinky did this week. Okay. So that is strike out a thousand different 
I still that's homework for you though. I do need to know how I'm, many I'm pictures have it. been. It's gonna bug me. I just can't do it. Post it in the Discord. Air. Yeah, post it in the Discord yeah. over the weekend. Um, it's your weekend. So, I'm gonna have to get you to go in and come in on Saturday. Uh, we got a lot great. of numbers we need to move. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thanks, Greeno. It'd be great. Yeah. Great. Um, so one of only five in history to ever do this, and up with the greats. So it's like Randy Johnson. Randy Johnson. Um, Randy Johnson's uh, a fucking man. I eh? like Randy Johnson, the mullet Roger guy Clemens, with the mo. Is that uh, him? Oh my head! It's Randy Johnson. Uh, Randy Johnson, Roger Clemens. Uh, it is Pedro Martinez. Clemens was the drug cheat, was he not? It was a drug cheat. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who am I missing? There's one more. Fuck! It's gonna bug me. Soon to be Shu- Shohei Itani, I guess. <laughs> well, no, Shohei's way way behind that. But yeah. uh, in in the essence, doesn't matter. No He'll be playing till he's 45, though, remember. Only four <laughs> other men, yeah, hopefully. Only four other men have ever struck out a thousand individual people. Zach Rankin just did this. That's how good he is. Okay. And he doesn't like number twos, not washing your hands. Right. So let's have a look at him do the thousand. And how he celebrates this historic. He's, he's joining five men or four other men out of 50,000. Yeah. All of the other ones, Hall of Famers. Okay. He won't be a Hall of Famer, though, will he? No, 100% he will be a Hall of Famer. Will he? Okay. This guy's a Hall of Famer, man. Do you reckon he's during his Hall of Fame him. meeting he might bring up that people aren't washing their hands he's, after he's they take number two? He is going to give the greatest speech in <laughs> Hall of Fame history because every Hall of Fame speech goes for like 45 minutes. He's going to knock it off in like a minute and a half. Everybody, Zach Ranky. Hi, everyone. I'd just like to say that I noticed that the Thank club you. the club solder is not very cold. Nice, yeah. Gary. Uh, and the cucumber slices were a little thin for my liking. Thank you for this honor. If you could and all just wash your hands after you go to the bathroom before you use the that'd buffet, be that'd be great. Okay, okay. And thank you. Yeah, okay. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Make his debut. And now let's see how he celebrates being one of the honey fives in life. Now watching him on his way to. Yes. And he got him. Zach Greinke is the fifth pitcher in major league history to strike out one thousand big league hitters. He looks pumped. <laughs> he looks pumped. That's a hell of a celebration. That's how he celebrates, Zach Greinke. Okay, That's I, a nice I do like him. I do like him. I love him. He's, yeah. I, I, when he was with the Dodgers, I didn't know how, like, because it was first when I became an MLB fan. Mm. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand this guy. Like, and he was with the Dodgers and he was always beating the Giants. He was an amazing pitcher. And I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't really get it. Then I started to look into Zach Greinke and I'm like, oh, man, I wish he pitched for the Giants. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so good. I love his He's the Kimmy Raikkonen of, of MLB. He's it. a good man. For different reasons, uh, though. Kimmy has, like a, like I said, a palatable disdain for the media because he's like a party boy fucking uh, – he's like, fuck you and your stupid job. I don't care. I don't need the questions. Because he's a rock star. Because Kimmy's a rock star. That's why he hates the media. He doesn't have time for the media, Kimmy. Whereas, yeah, yeah Zach just does, like – he just physically can't. Socially awkward. <laughs> he's like, you know, it's I don't – uh, it's fine. He's Garth from Rowan. Wayne's World. It's like, uh, I really Garth, have nothing yeah. to say. Uh, look over there. Uh. <laughs> both both are fantastic in their own way. Exactly, in their own way, shape, or form. Correct. All right, that's fucking long enough. This is meant to be a short show. It's gone for two and a half hours. I don't know how. It's, yeah. it's unreal. And we got through none of the rundown. It's been an amazing episode. There were some good story uh, times in there. If you join, I see uh, Kimmy's join us, number one fan from the Power Rankings from a couple of years ago, Greeno. And uh, Amberlina. Uh, you, missed, 
he missed an interesting show where we did story time for about an hour, mm-hmm. and then we did an episode of the Daily Boogie for about yeah, an hour. Basically, and then we did I just, I just transplanted and, and, my show. Either. Exactly, Greggy Stat Man, and we completely disregarded most of the show, which That's is fine. It, it was yeah, a good show. It was. Uh, plugs, we've got Gooden.life. Gooden.life, um, currently under construction, Greeno, but the tech heads down at Gooden.life headquarters exactly. have told me it's so, any day now, any day now. Any day, we'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah. Uh, don't forget Don Camaro, uh, he still lost his mind, get your magic and pants. And your box turtles. Box turtles. And preview for next week, we've got uh, Lunch of Legends Extended Edition preview next That's week. That's right, we do. Because yeah. Greeno sorted out the menu. Okay. Uh, we're all good for that. Do, am I? Are we allowed any hints, or can you reveal uh, anything on the show tonight? What we're expecting? No, well, let's, let's just say I was uh, workshopping proportions with the wife earlier this week. Proportion. Oh, like, so it must be more than one course then. No, no, it's only or one tapas. course. But, uh, well, because uh, now that we've involved a third family mm. with oh, yes. with the lunch of legends, with the so uh, former cool. opening bat, opening bowl of St. Clair Hawks under twelve bees. So now, like normally, and his like, oh, and, and the former opening bat, opening bowls clan as well. The They're clan coming. as well. That's so three extra mouths. Yeah. So then you got to weigh up. You got to got a mouth ratio of like okay, well, it's twelve to one not, now. Yeah. Normally I just double it, right? And like, oh, whatever I'm going to cook for us, I double for for your particular clan, yeah. and and then we're all good, and we'll have some leftovers. But now when we triple it, then we've got to consider that they've got children that are a certain age that they may eat this meal. Oh, and like, you well, and you also up. have to. This is the first time that anyone's see because I've had to consider the children of the other people when they come over to my place, but I've never mm. had to consider. They've never had to consider my children because I haven't had any. So now I've got exactly. one running around. Now you have to consider the baby sugar bumper baby yeah, melon heads diet. So yeah. What would she I'm like, trying to, Greener? I'm trying to work out, yeah. Like I've got a menu sorted and we'll come up with something for the bumper bumper baby. Okay. Um, I can tell you she plan. does She does eat with her own hands. She likes to feed herself. So, she, you know, we've been pretty good with that. She, you don't have to, like, puree anything. She, you know, she will, like, pick up a chunk of steak and chew on it and stuff. She loves that shit, so... I'm not cooking steak. I hope so. that makes it easier. I, well, it I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm letting you know, like, like the realm that you're operating in, you know, the environment yeah. that you have to work with here. We'll make sure she's fed that. That's the important yeah. thing. All so, right. yeah, Lunch of Legends preview next week, yeah. uh, extended edition. So that's yes. uh, okay. That's looking our new plugs. Oh, so we're looking forward to the Lunch of Legends preview next week. Can't wait. Yeah, bigger one. Yeah. Uh, once again, as long as uh, the little one didn't bring home leprosy. From her day yeah, day well, day. we we probably won't know for a week uh, if yeah. she's sick or not. So yeah, we'll find interesting. out. We'll oh, come on, you, your family should have the immune system of fucking Superman by now. Unless well, I show up with kryptonite, you'll be fine. You've you've well, had fine. every fucking disease on we've God's had, green earth so germ, far. We've so. had germ fest this week, right? Yeah. The little one bought someone home from daycare, yeah. um, and then gave it to the whole house. But because of how many germs he brings home. Everyone's ill, mm. but to the point where we can still carry on. Ah, okay. So a little like it, just a lingering sickness, not a like well, a hard hitting one that knocks you off your ass. If this was two years ago, it would have killed us. Yeah, but, but you're developing strong immune so systems. so many germs now. home yeah. that he's like, "Hey, yeah, this is a bit snotty." I'm like, "Yeah, mate, we're fine." Like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I just dunk the melon head in bleach when she gets home. <laughs> you know, like, all right, let's clean you, let's dip you in terps, head to toe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you get home from daycare, just kill it all Safety off in first. one hit. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I might even I might even take like a bucket of terps in the back of the Ute Greeno, and just like when I pick her up, just dunk her in their ankles by the ankles, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll put, I'm not cruel. I'll put like a little plug in her nose or whatever so none uh, gets up there. Quick little bath in aquium disinfectant. And That's you'd it. Go. Chlorine, Greeno. Post, post, post daycare and yeah. yeah, you kill anything that she's got. She'll be yeah. all right. And, and then we also get the added bonus of people mistaking her for an albino, which will be fun. There we go. Yeah. Beautiful. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. All right. That's enough. See you guys next week. Bye-bye. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you that